0: What's going on drinking boys brand new podcast coming right at you. but you know what we got to do first We got to do the things that generate a little revenue for the show Talk about the important things The things that uh, if you were subscribing to the patreon. Oh You wouldn't be hearing right now First and foremost, let's talk about the patreon That's right for as little as three dollars a month less than the cost of a beer You can support this show for a little bit more You can get your name in the credits on imdb and see the whole video back catalog See the video versions a week before they premiere on YouTube uncensored because sometimes uh, the full versions don't make it to YouTube because, you know, you know how these things go. Things are a little crazy. You can check that out at patreon.com slash Matt Once again, that is at patreon.com slash Matt See the full craziness. Completely uncensored as it's intended. We are also brought to you by my vasectomy, which... At time of airing it was supposed to happen today, but unfortunately, due to some unforeseen circumstances, got pushed back a month to July fourteenth. If you want to support me, not breeding and not having children in this world, go to slash snipped Once again, it's slash snipped The link is in the show notes. Even if you can't contrib- even if you can't contribute, give me a solid. Share the GoFundMe. Let people know that this is going on, that I'm doing my part to save the world and not breeding. Appreciate the hell out of you for it. And last but not least, the easiest way you can support the show, the best way you can support the show, is tell your friends. If you enjoy the show, just tell your fucking friends like, Hey, I enjoy it. And now we drink. You should check it out. The second easiest way is go to youtube.com slash. And now we drink. And subscribe, which also costs you nothing. Absolutely nothing. We are inching closer to the monetization on YouTube, which they will promptly deny. But man, I'm looking forward to getting that denial letter again. So check it out at youtube.com slash Let's get on with it. I'm sure you're sick of all these ad reads. My guest this week is adult performer Jane Wilde. And holy shit, we get some hot takes out of Jane this week. She gives zero fucks. We talk about what the ideal post-COVID world is, conspiracy theories, cults, organized religion, you know, a little bit of Jin's religious background in her growing up. We discuss what reality is, like the concepts of reality as we know it, a little bit of like cannibalism, just a lot of wild and silly shit in this episode. So don't take my word for it. Sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. what the fuck's going on
1: what is happening
0: not much thank you for fucking making it and dealing with massively dickish uber drivers to get here
1: oh well now i feel bad after what you told me (laughs) i feel like maybe he wasn't so dickish he was just like a crybaby scaredy cat but that doesn't make him a dick per se he's just like still obsessed with wearing masks and i'm like okay, we're midway through 2022. Can we, like, try to at least be normal again? But no, some people don't want to.
0: No, some people, normalcy is never coming back.
1: No, and I think some people, some people, just basically everybody that I hate, um, they're just so comfortable with, like, this COVID shit and this way of life that has become, like, I'm a victim all the time. I'm scared all the time. Everybody, like, you know, feel bad for me. That's just how I see it. Well, I
0: don't want to feel bad. I don't want to feel bad. I don't want. To, yeah, that no. I don't want those feelings. That that. Yeah.
1: Right. I hate feeling bad. I feel like people. They're like, well, you know, if I feel bad, then I don't have to like get my life together. I can just like wallow in my.
0: Wait, we're supposed to get our lives together. I mean, when,
1: when- <laughs> in- oh shit! I almost knock something stuff, over. <laughs>
0: Almost. Ninety seconds into the podcast, James, just like, "I'm gonna start breaking I know, up, flipping tables, being
1: so controversial as well." But um, yeah, I feel like at a certain point, you were kind of like, "Okay, we need to start trying to be normal again. Or just get back to it."
0: I'd love that. I would fucking love that because I I I've been out of the country in a couple of years, and I want to go somewhere so fucking badly.
1: Same. I would love to as well, but. <sighs> I don't know, man, because other countries, I feel like they're weird with their COVID restrictions and you don't know, like some countries are super strict with it and some aren't. It's just better to wait, I think.
0: Unfortunately, and especially a lot of the places I want to go are in Asia where they're like.
1: Oh, they're super strict in Asia.
0: (laughs) And it's like South Korea reopened, but it's like, do I know? Just because it reopened, i go there and like, oh, no one's on the fucking street. There's nothing going on.
1: It's not normal. And I think like in a couple years, in the grand scheme of like all our lives, which will hopefully be many decades longer, this is going to be just like a blip in our lives. This whole COVID period. Why not just wait? Like, you know, it's not going anywhere. You'll still be able to go there when and things are going to get better and better, I hope, as time goes on. That's
0: the hope, but it's also I live my life on None of this shit's fucking promised,
1: right? That's also on the other hand true. So it's hard to know. It's hard to say. Yeah,
0: it's like oh, COVID especially like as illustrated me that five year plans are bullshit.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Because so many people had like these crazy plans, and then it all just went to shit. Imagine like you're one of the people that had to have like a funeral for your loved one in like April 2020 or something. I had, had to, to have it on Zoom. I had to
0: go to a Zoom funeral like.
1: I my, cannot imagine that. My brother-in-law's
0: fire, father died and, like, uh. had to go to a Zoom funeral. And it was the most awkward thing. Was
1: everyone on Zoom or yeah. were they in person? Nobody was in person? It was all on Zoom. Like, the body – nobody was with the body Nobody physically. was with the body, like – I cannot imagine that. That's like traumatizing. Well, and just
0: Gallery mode, just staring at everyone's faces. Like
1: And everyone's crying. <laughs> and I'm like, I
0: don't even know this guy. I'm here because you know it's my sister's right. husband's
1: father. Like
0: ah uh. it's so
1: awkward. And it's like at a funeral, you're not staring at people's faces while they're crying. You're like giving people their privacy, the family sitting in the front row, and they're all you don't you're not looking at them, but in Zoom, it's like you're face to face. It's so very uncomfortable.
0: I mean, the only positive thing is I was able to poo bear like a certain and tie. Like just nothing on. Uh. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> like that's the only good part of Zoom is you don't have to wear real clothes most of the time. But other than that, it fucking sucks. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's very important that we had it during the pandemic. But goddamn, does it fucking suck in the grand scheme of things?
1: Well, I'm pretty sure it existed before the pandemic. But like you know, Skype was the big thing for some reason, of which I do not know the answer. Skype did not, like, pop off and Zoom did. Zoom just kind of, like, Zoomed their way in there and popped the fuck off and became probably, like, a billion-dollar company or more. I don't know. I'm
0: going to throw a random conspiracy theory out there. This is probably going to get me some hate. (laughs) Zoom's Chinese-owned. They're like, oh. Oh, my God. I'm completely (laughs) kidding. Don't come for me on that. That was a joke. A joke.
1: Who's going to come for you? But it's like, you know, nowadays in 2022 – Truth is much stranger than fiction. So that might not be true, but things in that vicinity, like we should not necessarily write off, I would say, but I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just a curious mind.
0: I'm curious too. And a lot of the things with the, the conspiracy theories, at the end of the day, they're so above my pay grade. I'm not going to devote time and energy right. to them.
1: It's a lot. Some of them I'm just right out like, this is not real. <laughs> There's no way this is real. It's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. The realistic ones sometimes it has you thinking like, wait, could this be possible? Like some of them, like the qanon shit, I can't get behind it because it's just so out there. It's science fiction.
0: Oh, it one hundred percent is it. It's such crazy science fiction. It's like maybe maybe we could end up in a Star Trek universe one day, right? But qanons just. Did you ever watch the? The uh, multi-part doc series uh, Down the Rabbit Hole, the one that was on HBO about Q?
1: No, I haven't, but I don't, like, spoil anything. I mean, I obviously know, like, the gist of it, but I love HBO documentaries, so I will be checking that out.
0: It it was wild, because basically the guy who made the documentary was embedded with the owners of 8chan for multiple years.
1: Really? What? That's so random.
0: Yeah, and it just kind of shaped into a Q doc. Like, yeah. So he he's talked to people that you know made the jump from 4chan to HN with Q and
1: that's so crazy. But
0: it's over a course of like two and a half years.
1: I've been like a um, kind of like a avid Reddit user in the past year or so. I've gotten more so just like for personal. I don't write stuff. I just like scroll and lurk. Um, but I somehow I stumbled upon this subreddit for like basically like victims of QAnon where like their loved ones, their family members have like been sucked into this cult. And it's like people talking about like how they can't deal with these people, like how to cope with it, how to, you know, try and get them back basically. And that really just shows like it is a cult. It's so brainwashing. The thing about a cult, I'm really interested in cults. Um, When they're in their little cult world – they're convincing everyone that's in it that everyone else is the crazy one and they just don't get it, what we're doing. But everyone outside is looking at it like, you guys are insane. So it's it's interesting. It,
0: it is. And it's really how all religions work.
1: Yeah, but – um, <laughs>
0: You're like, I don't want to take that take on the internet. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. No, it's like, – well, I grew up Jewish and I definitely can see why someone that like – does not agree with religion would see it as a cult because religion is culty. But I think if it has a positive effect on your life and they're not taking something away from you and it's only giving you things and benefiting your life, then that's like an okay situation
0: in an ideal world. But I feel like most organized religions just take.
1: Yeah, they take a lot.
0: I've said it multiple times back in the day, organized religion definitely served its purpose. Pork would fucking kill you back in the day. (laughs) Coveting that neighbor's wife started fucking wars. Yeah. It's 2022. We can figure that shit out on our own. We don't need magical sky daddy to.
1: Right. I agree with that. I think, um, well, all I can speak for is Judaism because that's all I am a part of and I grew up with. Um, But they're super based in like tradition. So even if something started like 2,000 years ago, so many things for like conservative Judaism, which is what I grew up, I would be like, this is so fucking dumb. Why can't we eat meat and dairy together? We couldn't even have meat and dairy like silverware touching. It would be separate silverware sets. And I always just thought that was so dumb. Why like on, you know, Shabbos, we can't fucking watch TV, but that's my leisure activity. And we're supposed to be like relaxing that day. I can't watch TV. You can't use electricity. So dumb. But in the grand scheme, I'm like, if somebody if that gives them structure in their life, and that's just how they choose to live their life, don't push that on your kids. That's my opinion. Let them decide if they want to partake in it.
0: But how many of those people are just doing that because they were indoctrinated?
1: All and most. I mean, it's a personal choice if you want to like keep going with it. I stopped attending. I when I was younger I went to Hebrew school, Jewish camp for 8 years and temple like almost every Saturday on holidays and stuff. I had a bat mitzvah. And I completely stopped all of that when I turned 14 because I was just fucking burnt out and sick and tired of it. Plus,
0: you already got the payday from the bat mitzvah.
1: That's what I'm – well, yeah. I, <laughs> I was like – there was this thing called Hebrew high school that I could have – it's like an after school. I could have kept going. I was like, dude, I'm fucking done with this Judaism shit. Like, I'm just not interested. I don't care. Um, I think maybe, like, as an adult, I would be more interested in, like, getting back into it in some capacity – but because that would be my choice, not because my parents are like, "This is how we are. You need to like do this stuff."
0: I'm I'm a Hebrew school dropout. So
1: Hebrew school dropout. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
0: I'm, you know my family is Reformed, so it's pretty yeah. loose in the first place. It was
1: loose, yeah. I would always like. It's so funny growing up. I would like look down on Reformed Judaism because concer- It was like so uh, this like a uh, classism almost, but like this elitism. Like Orthodox Jews think that they're better. And they're the only type of Jew. They don't even think other types of Jews are Jews. Conservative Jews, like, you know, we're in the middle, but then we look down on Reform Judaism. We're like, you're not even, like, following the aspects of the religion. Like, you're not even, you know, separating meat and dairy. Like, you can't – women can't be rabbis. Well, now they can in conservative. But at the time, like, it was it was only Reform, not as common. yeah. Um, and just for women to wear like to fill in and stuff. People probably don't know what all this stuff is. Or
0: even like a female cantor. like Yeah.
1: All that stuff. So um yeah, I would look down on that just because that was like what I saw around me. But now I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. I'll probably go to a reformed temple if I ever go again. Cause I don't know if conservative would accept me for who I am. It,
0: like my grandparents' generation being reformed was still. Weird in a lot of cases because, like, you know, yep. deeply identify as being Jewish. And, like, all my cousins married, you know, didn't marry Jews. And they definitely strongly implied that one of my cousins – my cousin's husband needed to convert. Yeah. we Or reformed, like.
1: It's crazy. Like, people who convert, I have a lot of respect for them because it's just dedication. And I think it's hard. If I wasn't Jewish – I would not convert to Judaism. It's a lot of fucking work. They make you actually give a fuck and like try. Yeah. I wouldn't do it.
0: I think in theory the Catholics do too. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I really don't know anything about Catholicism. It's weird to say it like Catholicism. (laughs) I never really say that.
0: Yeah. And the only thing I know about Catholicism is like what I read in books and a couple of like full mass weddings my friends have been to. And I'm like. This is antiquated as fuck. Well, tradition
1: comes back in.
0: Yeah, but it's, I don't know, like, growing up Reformed Jewish, it's just like, oh, okay, I I see the old school traditions, but, like, you know, there's the female rabbi. Like, they try to modernize it a little bit to try to keep the tribe going, where a full-on Catholic mass wedding is just like, oh, this shit very much could have been the exact same thing we went through with, like, no electricity or running water.
1: Right. And, you know, I mean... I just think there's something for everybody and a lot of people they choose to not partake in religion which I totally respect because there's a hell of a lot of shit that's actually real going on and not just like this way of life that you've conceived for yourself that you're having faith is legit but it it really isn't. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry everyone. That's religion. Can't help it.
0: I am zero problem with anyone doing what they want to do as long as they're not trying to inflict on other people right enforce their views on other people like live your life as long as you're not hurting anybody else if it makes you happy that's cool i I agree just don't get it especially (laughs) the people that are like well this is how my family you know this is tradition so i'm just doing it for tradition's sake like it's your fucking life live your fucking life
1: right i guess some people they don't want to have to like come up with their own scenario for life so they're like content with just continuing with another thing that's like people who just take over their family business there's nothing wrong with that like you all you're lucky you already have a family business set up for you that you could own but some people would want to you know go out and start their own business or just do something else and some people just want to take over the family business and that's fine but like, everyone just do their thing. It's fine
0: if it makes you happy.
1: Right. If it makes you happy. If not, then you got to figure your shit out. Do some ayahuasca.
0: Yeah, do something.
1: <laughs> Change something.
0: Yeah. Don't just do it because the family expects it. Because technically, I could have been working my family business, and I definitely did not end up doing that.
1: Yeah. Me neither, because we don't have one. Aw. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you can start the first generation of your family business now.
1: I pretty much have. I mean, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I'm really the first self made business owner in my family. And that feels good. It feels very good, even though I don't talk about it, can't talk about it to anyone. So, I
0: mean, you're talking about it now on the I internet. I know.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I talk about it to my uh, supporters online, and they are happy for me. So, that feels good. Well,
0: as adults, as in in 2020, we get to choose our own families. We don't have to be like, oh, hey, we're biologically related. We have to fucking bound together against invaders and monsters and whatever else goes bumping the fucking night. Right.
1: I I love my family. Like I get on with them great. I don't want to act like I don't. It's just I don't talk to them about my career because well, first of all, my dad like watches porn. Um, so I don't ever want to just discuss that with him because it's just awkward at this. When I was like more new in the industry, it was like, I would ask him like, oh, who's your favorite porn star? Not, (laughs) not anymore because now I'm just like too immersed in it. I know everybody I've worked with almost everybody and I've been around the block myself. So it's just awkward. Um, And then, yeah, I just, I'm not going to be like, oh, I won AVN best anal scene. Like, they don't give a fuck. So I just keep that to myself.
0: What, dad's not asking you to bring friends over for fucking Passover?
1: No, I actually (laughs) haven't. I haven't been to my Passover Seder in a couple of years. We did it on Zoom in April 2020, and that was super cringe. And I never want to do that again. So then I didn't go last year or this year. But hopefully next year I can be with family.
0: With the amount of members of the tribe in the biz, I'm surprised there are not, like, more porno satyrs happening.
1: Right. I mean, that would be nice. I always wondered. I was like, what if a bunch of Jews just got together and did it, but— It's just too much work to congregate, and I don't think there's, like, enough of us.
0: Oh, there's a fucking ton of us.
1: But enough of us that I, like, want to spend time with.
0: That is the (laughs) very big qualifier. (laughs) It's
1: annoying that, like, I hate when people get grouped together just because they have, like, something in common that they can't control. Or, like, when they book girls for scenes that, like, oh, because they both have big titties, but they don't even look alike or, like, like each other or know each other or anything. I'm like, what is the point? Just because they both have big boobs, just so – it's just like the most mundane fucking shit. Sometimes
0: it is, but it's what sells, and at least in the person's oh. booking it in his mind, it,
1: you know what it sells, and they know it sells. It's easy; they're not willing to try new things and try different pairs and see if something works. Because sometimes, I mean, going on to that topic, like of seen bookings or whatever, sometimes two girls could have like the most fire chemistry and they just happen to have different body types, but they work so well and the scene would be so much better. Um, but that doesn't get booked because people just like the gimmicky, like, you know, twinsies moment. Like, big boobs, number
0: 27.
1: Right. Exactly. Like I don't have like a, anyone that I really favor or favors me that much.
0: I, I get it on both ends. Like you could definitely have some absolute fire scenes with, people of different body types but you also have the people who are investing the money who are like uh why do we want to take a risk with our money
1: yeah but i don't know i don't feel like it's that much of a risk if it's two hot girls obviously you're only booking hot girls if they're fucking gross you're not going to not that so, women are not gross women are beautiful
0: some some people are definitely into like the not I'm trying to phrase this pol- correctly <laughs> i'm trying to
1: <laughs> just who gives a fuck some people are into you know, non-traditional
0: beauty standards. There we go. That's the way to say it.
1: Right. Right. No, and I, I completely understand that. I don't know. I just think that I get not wanting to take a risk with money, but at the end of the day, that's how art evolves. And, like, maybe some people wouldn't call this shit art, but we work hard on it. We do our best. Um, and you obviously want it to be as good as possible and keep growing, expanding as the craft of shooting pornography. So you have to test the boundaries sometimes. That's how anything changes. I
0: agree. But there's people that got into this because they wanted to have an artistic vision. They wanted to make film. And there's other people who are just like, oh, this is easy money. At least in their minds. Right.
1: I hate when people get in sex work in any capacity because of the easy money. Like that just – Irritates me because it's not, and maybe it's easy for the fucking rich company owners at the top of the food chain. For the people actually putting in the work and creating the content, that is what makes the companies have money. Um, it's not easy money; it's difficult because you, building your brand and getting bookings and you know building relationships with these companies and directors, like it takes years. And people, unless you're like fucking the hottest chick in the world, which a couple of those have come into porn in the last few years, but unless you're that, you need to like have a lot of important qualities like you can't just be hot, you need to be like somewhat intelligent, responsible, organized, personable, patient, professional. The list goes on, and a lot of people don't have those qualities and they think they do or they don't they don't know that they need those qualities.
0: Hey, one hundred percent. I have definitely dealt with some divas in my day.
1: Fuck these hoes.
0: <laughs> yeah, you will not last long in this biz, no matter how hot you are, if you are shitty to the people you work with.
1: Right, and it's 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 true. Like, there's so many beautiful girls that just did not stick around because everyone was like, "She's a fucking giant bitch," and eventually, it's just like they're weighing the pros and cons. Like, if every single person that shoots for a company goes to the company and says, we won't shoot this person. They're too difficult to work with. Why the fuck would they insist on hiring them? They're just going to hire the next person. That is not difficult. And eventually you're just going to like, you know, no one's going to really want to work with you. 100%. It's unfortunate.
0: Especially if you're like, Oh, every time you're on set, it becomes a 12 hour day or a 16 hour day. Nobody wants that.
1: Well, I don't see – how can one person make it such a long day unless you like massively – I guess, yeah, it can be stretched out, mostly on the men's part. Oh,
0: yeah. Failure happens.
1: Yeah. Failure happens and it's like – I don't know. I've become less sympathetic to it as my time has grown longer in this industry because I show up and I do my job correctly and beyond correctly, amazingly, every time. And if I don't – you know, I'm having an off day. I take responsibility for it right away. Um, And a lot of male talents, they're totally content with their career being like a Russian roulette. And they show up to set and they don't know what's going to happen that day. They don't know if they're going to not come or not even get hard or be coming every two seconds. Like they don't know. And so many times recently, I've had guys show up and they're struggling. They can't get it together and they didn't even take a Viagra or like don't have one with them. Like, so like you, you're not even trying, you're not even trying to like help yourself and you probably were just assuming that I would like fluff you and like give you all this like a uh, reaffirming positive attention so your ego can like make your dick hard. Um, but that's not the case. So then they fail, and then it, it's not my fault. I showed up ready. So just pissed off about that usually. Well, yeah,
0: nobody wants to be <laughs> on set any longer than they fucking have to be.
1: Not at all. We want to go home. We have lives. I have a dog. He's my child. I need to be with him.
0: Well, and at the end of the day, all of us are making day rate. None of us are right. hourly.
1: I'm not a 12-hour – like, look. I'll do 12 hours when it's, like, an important project. We're working, we're doing dialogue, and we're taking our time, taking breaks, eating. 12 hours, like, I can do that. Longer than that, no, I'm not a normal person after that. It's like, I need rest.
0: I I don't know if I've told this story on air, but you were an absolute trooper when we were on that Mile High set. Like, was that your –
1: Oh, my God, wait, which – The one where the the the
0: fucking lights went out and we had to fucking –
1: Oh, yeah, that was during the day, right? Yep. I worked with Tyler Nixon. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what are you going to do? Because first of all, everybody that was working that day, I'm like a h- hugely fond of. So I wasn't going to be like, you know, making it more difficult for anyone else. What are we going to do? Like, you know, we still have to shoot the scene. It's a four scene movie and it's the last day to shoot. We're all there. You know, we had some natural light coming in. For a little while there. For a little while. It was going quick, but it's like, look, we didn't have a light. There was no power. The power went out. It was like a very unprecedented situation.
0: It was such a shit show. Like, last day, four scenes, fucking December. So, it's like we have such limited daylight. Right. Because the original setup where, we you know, your guys' dialogue was on a couch and then we were supposed to move to a bedroom and we are just like, oh, the bedroom gets no natural light. Yeah, Fuck.
1: we can't do that.
0: This huge house up in fucking the valley and just no power all of a sudden. Just boop.
1: It was crazy. And it's like when I see photos, they post from that sometimes. Or not photos. Like the photos were fine because we did those before it went out. But like the, the screenshots yeah. of the scene – and I'm just like, all the other ones look so beautiful. And then ours is just like so dark. And I'm like, you know what, though? Some people, I'm sure they still watched it. And they were like, I don't give a fuck. Because nowadays, people will watch like that amateur content on a fucking iPhone at night in a bed. And they're like, this is the hottest thing ever. So they don't really care. Well, I,
0: oh, I know. It's wild to me, like, the amount of people who are shooting their OnlyFans content on their fucking phones and don't want to use real cameras. like
1: Right, because, well, I see the appeal because not for me personally i don't think but according to some people like the more amateur creators that haven't done real porn they say that that shit sells really well and people love the idea of just like a normal person that's like a hot woman like showing themselves off in that way and it's a different appeal than like a porn
0: i know like, porn star professional performers that shoot their OnlyFans content on their fucking phone
1: yeah i mean i do some sometimes it's like, I'll do, I'll get professional photos taken. I shoot a lot on film because I just like how it looks better. Um, but then I'll do the videos on my iPhone. I don't like, how many times am I going to say in this interview that I don't give a fuck about a lot of things that I used to be very concerned about. Now I'm just like,
0: Hey, say it as many times Whatever. as you want. Say right. it for the people in the back.
1: It's true. Just, just in case they
0: haven't fucking heard you. Say it as many times as you fucking want. I'm not going to be like, no, Jane, you've said that too many too fucking times. Too many time. times. Interview's over. Interviews. You've said it too many fucking times.
1: But it, no, it's it's true. It's just like, and this is me like forcing myself to not give a fuck because otherwise I will just focus on things way too much for no reason.
0: I just wanted to say like on air, very bravely that you came out and like did a body dysmorphia video. yeah. Like, that, that's kind of unprecedented in the industry. Most people don't address that fucking shit.
1: Yeah, it's hard. And it's like, I know it's so prevalent because I see the amount of plastic surgery and, like, uh, facial altering that happens. And I've even done that stuff myself in my own journey to figure out, like, what works for me. The way I see it, like, I – it, like, bothers me to be fake online. So I feel like if I'm just really open and real about everything – then at least, like, the people who accept me, I know they're accepting the real me and they're not accepting, like, some fake version of me that I have to, like, actively try to put on all the time.
0: They're not just accepting the persona of Jane Wilde.
1: Right. I want people to just know that, like, Jane Wilde is literally just, you know, a name and it's a version of myself that I portray when I'm being, like, you know, sexy. But all the rest of the time, I'm like literally just a normal person. that I think I'm interesting. I have some stuff to talk about, um, body dysmorphia being one of them. Uh, I have a lot of issues.
0: Oh, my God. You're a real person (laughs) with real issues? Right. How did that happen? Oh, my God.
1: Right. Well, some people don't want to – or they don't want to focus on that stuff. And I respect, you know, some people just want to watch porn and that's it. But for people who – do care and they want to learn a little more about me uh, my youtube channel i started uploading videos where i sometimes talk about like personal stuff and cool interesting stuff so check it out
0: <laughs> there's the plug. There's yeah
1: just a little little plug hey nothing
0: wrong with that we are here to promote your things too
1: we're not thank just- you thank you thank you i don't really have it's really just my only fans but i don't it's okay.
0: <laughs> you have you. You have things right. going on. No, my.
1: U- I want to promote my YouTube because I want to be focusing on that. Um, that It brings me joy to be open about that stuff and to see the response from people that may or may not relate. So
0: Well, and so many people in the industry are afraid to talk about that sort of shit.
1: Yeah, like I had a, a couple girls um, commented or reached out and were like, you know, I, I struggle with this as well. And thanks for talking about it. And I'm like... You're welcome, because I talk to people, I have conversations about it all the fucking time, and I'm like, but nobody ever is just like, wow, like, I feel so disgusting in my own skin, but everybody else thinks I'm so hot, so how do I, like, reconcile this situation?
0: Well, it's one of those things where I'm sure a lot of people are afraid to, like, show that chink in their armor, like,
1: on a public level. Dude, I I have so many chinks in my armor, like, I don't even have armor. It's all... It's all porous. It's all Yeah, it's all fucking broken and shit. But, you know, just trying to get through life and just be happy. That's the goal. We all are, right?
0: Ideally. Ideally. I'm sure there are some people that are just being fucking cogs in the machine and don't really give much thought to their own happiness. They're just like, this is what I'm supposed to do, so I'm going to keep doing it.
1: I think everyone wants to be happy.
0: Wants to be, but I don't think a lot – there's a good chunk of people that really – comprehend what happiness would really mean to them
1: right well i don't even i mean i contemplate it every day and i think about it constantly it's always changing um and i feel like happiness is more like a concept it's not even it's like a it's like a state of mind or a i don't know what it is and that's the hard part is like it's a feeling you get when you're just like i'm happy right now but it's always fleeting I don't think you can just feel happiness, like, forever, ongoing.
0: But it's fun to try.
1: It is. Well, that's what life is. And then you get those happy moments and you're just like, this fucking rocks. And then, you know, it goes down. But it's not necessarily going from happy to, like, miserable. You'll just be, like, happy, neutral. <laughs> and then maybe go down and then back up. and
0: Yeah, you, you don't want just peaks and valleys. You want
1: You want some steady jetty planes as well
0: dennis leary was right you ever heard his old bit about like happiness is you know the hit of the butt the bite of that cookie that orgasm like
1: right i mean it is yeah and then look when i'm having an orgasm i feel amazing and when i'm not i don't feel terrible i just feel like normal average but when i do i'm like yeah but the other times like you know it's not that bad Hey,
0: the organism's doing its job at that point because that's what the you know, release the brain chemistry. And like, uh,
1: literally, it does, it changes something. I always feel so good after. I'm like,
0: so I feel bad for people that like, sexually repressed. Like,
1: yeah, I feel bad for them as well. And it's something I've thought about a lot in the past few months. I'm like, the people that are in these like anti pornography groups or like no fap and stuff. They genuinely think that porn is, like, so harmful to you. They cannot even possibly l- think to look inside themselves and see, is there something damaged within me that I cannot consume this normal thing that a lot of other people do consume normally, and that could be a me problem. But they're like, no, the whole thing is fucked.
0: Right. They're, they're projecting that, oh, Just because I can't handle my shit, right? Nobody, it's like being an alcoholic and being or a recovering alcoholic. Nobody can drink because I get fucking wrecked and do wild shit.
1: Right? It makes no sense, and it would never be a thing. People would laugh in your face. And most alcoholics, like they can be, you know, once you are out of recovery and stuff, you can be around people that are drinking because you learn how to have that self control and you learn the tools to deal with that. Um, And I guess no fap is like the cope for these people but don't attack other people for not being sexually repressed or damaged just because you are that's just how i see it like let people do their thing and you just stay in your little no-fab corner and leave us alone right
0: what are we doing to harm
1: any of you nothing except creating content that ruins their life and it's like that's a you problem. You're a fucking adult, dude. Or a woman, whatever you are, non-binary.
0: <laughs> dude can be universal. It's fine. <laughs>
1: dude, you're a fucking person. Figure your own shit out. Like, if you can't watch porn, maybe figure out why. Why are you putting so much emphasis on porn? Porn is life-ruining. Porn is brainwashed. Dude, it's just fucking adult entertainment. It's no different than, like, fucking Mad TV. But for fucking I
0: mean the acting's better sex. than a lot of porn.
1: I <laughs> nowadays porn acting like some of the stuff is not half bad, including my own. And that's just a humble brag.
0: Humble brag. That you're welcome to. You're welcome. Thank you. And back in the day there were definitely some halfway decent actors. Hell, we could put on like some insane fucking Right. Hell, the budget on pirates is
1: it's unbelievable. It's over a million dollars. Yeah.
0: There's, there like, are indie films shot on less budget than, less, yeah. than fucking Pirates was.
1: It's crazy how things used to be, but...
0: The money ain't here no more.
1: Yeah, not dude. Like that. No, not like that at all. It's all in OnlyFans. But people, they're just keeping all the money instead of making big productions for OnlyFans because you can make just as much money shooting on iPhone as if you invested all this money into a big shoot.
0: Yeah, like, oh, I don't have to pay for a crew, lighting... No. In a lot of cases, don't even have to pay my co-star.
1: No, you literally don't. You just trade the content, and then you can both make money off of it. And it's like, you do your own makeup, you literally don't spend a cent. And you can make, you know, even if it's just a couple hundred dollars, it's like, that's fucking money. And you do that a few times a month, you paid your bills and rent, so.
0: Though, I would always say to new performers, be careful of the pitfalls with fucking content trades.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean... Get the paperwork. Get the paperwork. Because I did not get the paperwork for most of my stuff. And on OnlyFans, you can kind of get away with it because they allow you a tagged performer that also has uploaded their paperwork and IDs. They'll let it slide. Other sites, no. If you ever want to have your own website, no. You need the paperwork in case of an emergency. So just get that, print it out online, look it up, and just get it. Well, get don't the paper. be me.
0: Also, anytime you show up to a content trade, if the other person in the content trade is the one shooting it, show up with a hard drive.
1: Right. Get ready to get it right away, or at least um just have the arrangements like to get the content made like right off the bat.
0: But we always hear horror stories about people who are like, oh, I'm still waiting months on.
1: Yeah, months. Well, it's happened to me before. I had to wait three months because the person was so busy. And I was like, you know, luckily I had other content to use. But if I didn't, I'm like, dude, you owe me that shit. Like it's we own we both own it. Um, so that pissed me off. But most people are good about it. I just think my philosophy with shooting content and content trade I don't do it with anyone that I wouldn't want to fuck in real life. So I won't just shoot with, if someone's like, hey, you want to shoot? I'm not going to just do it to do it or do it because I'm like, or whatever the reason is, whether I think it's going to be a good scene or sell or not. I'm not going to like, in my personal time when I'm like, I'm choosing to shoot content, I'm not going to do something that I don't enjoy or want to do.
0: Right. Save that for the mainstream productions.
1: (laughs) <laughs> i mean sometimes i'd be having to do stuff i mean that that's the reality
0: of the situation it's work yeah. and if the person's not on your no list you may get partnered with someone who's not necessarily right. like oh hey if it was saturday night and we were both free we'd hook up like it's a, it, post post no. post it's a good game have a good life
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much and it just sucks getting paired with people that you just don't vibe with and they're just gross or smelly or whatever the case is and it just doesn't, doesn't well, work.
0: Smelly should never be an issue. Like who the fuck oh. are you showing up to set fucking smelly?
1: You'd be surprised. Oh, I, I'm too. not surprised. It's just. Some people stink. Men and women, it's not uh, gendered. Oh, I do know. It's just different types of smells. Like men, it's like that disgusting like body odor that sticks to your sweaty balls and it stinks and like uh, the foreskin shit don't get me started. And then with women, obviously, we know what a disgusting pussy smells like. I wish I didn't, but I do. So it stinks, too. And it's not fun. It happens. It, it, unfortunately, it happens. happens. But it's like, oh, don't show up for work. And look, in 2019... I was the bitch that like, I would show up for work because I didn't have much of a choice. Like it was a very different situation than it is now. And I was newer and I was grinding my little ass off. So I didn't feel like I could miss a day, nor did I want to. So there would be situations when I would be like, I'm not a hundred percent, not feeling it. I'm going to go. Now I would never do that because I have respect for myself and for my person that I would work with. And It's just disgusting. I I wouldn't want someone to do that to me and make me do that. So, yeah. Well, I
0: get it. But you touch on something that's very real in the industry is people, when they're less secure in their career, are fucking afraid to, like, miss it. I mean, there's definitely been people who have shown up on set with, like, fucking herpes sores because they're just afraid to miss a fucking day. Yeah,
1: And in that case, that's, like, one of the worst things you can do because... Sometimes with that you can't necessarily tell from visually, so you're just relying on an honor system because that type of thing doesn't show up on a STD test. They don't test for it, so it's really like a personal honor system where you know yourself if you're having a herpes outbreak. Don't go to work. Don't because that's the time when you can spread uh, the infection or the virus is. Pretty much only when you have an active outbreak. When you don't, it's not really spreadable like that. So you're literally, you know you're going to give it to the person you're working with. And that's just so selfish and so fucking rude. Um, so don't do it. But they do it because it's like, then the companies don't give a fuck. They're sitting in their corporate offices in their suits and shit. Like, you know, why didn't this scene get shot? They don't care that somebody had an outbreak. They're like, oh, that's slut. That horror. Who gives a fuck about her?
0: Unfortunately, we are in a bit of an exploitive industry.
1: Yeah, it can be exploitive. It can be really positive depending on who you're working with. I think there are people that really want to make this industry a better, safer place for everyone. And I appreciate and respect those people. But a lot of people don't care. And like you said, just money.
0: Well, money and tradition. Once again, it comes back to tradition. Yeah.
1: And it, when the tradition is like this fucked up, uh, misogynistic bullshit and sexist, rapey vibes, um, and people want to keep that, I'm like questioning your character. Like, why do you want to keep things the way they are if it's been so negative for a lot of people?
0: Because in a lot of ways, they're probably not thinking about anybody but themselves.
1: That's a lot of people, not just important in entertainment in general, I think. They really just, they're like, how can we make money off of whatever is popular right now? Whether it's a person, a trend, a topic, like, how can we capitalize on this? So much bullshit.
0: It's uh, unfortunately the nature of the beast at the moment.
1: Right. And I'm like, we're totally, we're in this machine. We're working this. Like, we're doing our stuff, like we're trying to sell something to the masses.
0: I mean, you're literally on a podcast doing promo right now.
1: Right, doing (laughs) promo. But I didn't come on here for promo. I came on here just to have a cool, fun conversation. And Well, the the side effect is promo. Yeah, I mean, if if some people that maybe didn't know me as well or didn't know me at all know me and check out my YouTube channel, uh, that would not be a bad thing. But... I did just want to have a cool conversation because I think it's cool that you have a dope podcast.
0: uh, Why, thank you. I'm going to blush a little.
1: Yeah. (laughs) About the adult industry. Well, it's not just the adult like, But that it's like, I call it the, the term I use is industry adjacent, where it's like, you're not like, it's like, if this cup is the industry, it's like, this is the podcast. We're like right there. We're like, so people are like, you know, they're all around and stuff. And I like stuff like that. I appreciate when people like fuck with our industry and are in our industry and are just like, yeah, like you people are cool. Aw, I'm, <laughs> I'm you people. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I've been around for fucking a long time and back to talking about, you know, the change in the industry. And, and hell, it's been, a, I've been around fucking 11 years at this point.
1: That's a long time. Uh, Michael
0: Federosi told me a little while back, he's like, you get a gold watch after 10 years. I'm
1: like, oh, I think a lot of people would stick around longer if, you did get a gold watch or a Rolex. Imagine you get a Rolex after a decade. Decade board, Here's your Rolex. Like. Oh, I would fucking stick around for a decade. What? About, two decades. What would you get at two decades?
0: Hmm. Probably kicked out on your ass, but.
1: <laughs> no, there's a lot of people that have been in for over two decades.
0: Well, but it's, it's mostly male talent and behind the men, scenes people. Yeah.
1: Well, cause when, when you have a skill and you're so good at something and you're able to do it for a long time and, the years just, I feel like they fly by. Like everybody's just hiring you. The years are just, you know, going one after the other. And it's 20 years and you're doing the same shit as when you were 20. You know, you're 40.
0: And Mike Quasar is very sad about it. On fuck it.
1: <laughs> yeah, Twitter. I love him. <laughs> I do. He's one of my favorite people. Just going
0: to call him out. I keep telling him to come do the show and he keeps telling me he will and then hasn't done it yet. Well,
1: he should. Well, maybe now that I've done it, he'll be like, credibility. I hope so. Right. <laughs> I think you will. I'll next time I see him, I'll I'll put a bug in his ear.
0: I, I gave him some shit at XRC. I am like, hey man, you gonna come do the fucking show? Yeah, you are and- bitching about how you you are not as busy as you once were. Come come on
1: down. Right, <laughs> right, right, right.
0: But enough talking shit about Quasar. Just you know, put it out it's there. It's
1: not. Sh- it's all love. <laughs> oh, it is. It he is. knows it's all love. I think he knows that everyone loves him except for those who don't. Which, fuck him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who's somehow blissfully unaware, porn is fucking high school. There is always fucking drama. There's always people gossiping.
1: Yeah, I mean, the gossip, like, at some point in my life, I realized that, because I originally, when I was a kid, thought that adults, like, change and become, like, mature people when you're an adult. And now I realize they're all just petty assholes. Or giant children. So immature. Literally, people in their fucking 40s act so much less mature than me, a 23 year old young woman. And uh, wait, what was I saying right before? I mean, this? you
0: were just insulting me to my face. No,
1: I was not. Ouch, dude. You're, you're mature. I think you're mature. Uh, I can't really tell. Uh, all right.
0: Uh, <laughs> she, she's backpedaling on. She's back. <laughs> Shit, I'm not. <laughs> I'm a 41 year old man still wearing fucking band t shirts. I am super mature.
1: Yeah. I've just always I've always got on better with people older than me. People my age. I it's like I keep getting older and I'm like, okay, I'm this age now. I'm like this age now. I'm adulthood. And everyone around me just still acts like such a fucking kid. And I do things sometimes where I'm like, oh my God, like I'm so stupid. And I'm twenty three. I'm supposed to be like smart now. No, I mean I'm your not. brain. Your-
0: Brain isn't fully formed until twenty five, anyways.
1: Right, so that's comforting, but also,
0: also as someone in their forties, it never. Some people better. are just fucking locked in on who they lack the self awareness to take a step back and be like, "Hmm, was I sh- a shitty person in this situation?"
1: Right. I I have met so many people like that, just total like utter narcissists, and it's scary. Like, it's scary the way that people. You wonder, like, what is going on inside of their mind sometimes because it's, like, it's just so far from what I experience that I just cannot even comprehend how somebody can just fucking live their life, like, in total delusion.
0: I mean, I don't get it either, but I also look back and, like, oh, hey, I've done some things in my life that were fucking cringy.
1: Yeah, same. But I was a kid. I have that excuse.
0: I definitely did it as an adult. I've definitely (laughs) done some cringy shit as an adult and been like, oh, that was really fucking cringy. And some of it was – came from, you know, faking it till I made it in some respects or just, you know, a lack of confidence like, oh, I got to project this confidence. Right. And because it wasn't really just in retrospect it's like, oh, that was cringy as fuck. And I don't even know if the people at the time totally bought into my bullshit or not, but – I'm sure some did. I'm sure some did, but it, in retrospect, it's like, oh, that was really lame and really cringy. But yeah. – I'm sure there are a lot of people that just never even have take that step back to be like, like yeah, then, no uh, that worked. so I'm gonna just keep doing it,
1: yeah, and it's kind of it's so fascinating some people like online personalities or whatever that just they just don't get it, like they just will never they love so much the sound of their own voice and everything that they're doing is like so amazing for them. They don't even consider, like, how do people feel about the content that I'm, like, putting out in the world? And, oh, they don't fuck with it? Maybe I should change that. Like, Jane, no. I'm
0: right here. Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, not you. Obviously, I'm here.
0: I'm... Sorry. <laughs> Self-deprecating humor happens on this show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cheers, by the way. We... Cheers. I we never did this shot. I guess I'll do it now. Uh, Hold later. on. Let me just get my Sprite. Get your chaser. Ready to go. I'm not a drinker. Cheers. Cheers. cool
0: <laughs> that was the most pained cool i've ever seen
1: no i make the same face when i eat oysters but i love oysters it's just like it's just that like face you know what i mean like that sour face <laughs> it's okay okay it it as long as it's okay it's
0: okay oh I mean i forgot i can't make an okay symbol on camera anymore otherwise people will come for me
1: oh white supremacist yeah.
0: The two Jews yo, white supremacy. I'm
1: like, literally cancel me because I'm not white. I'm Jewish. Okay. I'm going to tell you something funny, though, that just reminded me. When I went to summer camp, they had these people come, these two guys, and they were called Bible raps. (laughs) Bible raps. And they were these two cool guys, and they literally – it wasn't really raps. It was kind of raps. It was like white hip-hop. And – they would sing, you know, songs about like the Torah and like the Bible and stuff. And they had this one song where he was like, um I'm not white, I'm Jewish. Because it's a, it is complicated kind of. I mean, obviously, like our skin is white, like we're white. We're, like, we're
0: definitely white passing.
1: We're white passing in this country. But at the end of the day, it's like ethnically, I'm not white. I'm not a white American, like Mayflower pilgrims and shit. I, my family didn't own slaves like we're ashkenazi jews and came from eastern europe um would have been like victims of the holocaust or whatever so uh white supremacists don't see us as white so i don't really th- we're not white but i don't want to say that cuz it's like i'm not taking away like space from, from like, like people of color, people and, of color <laughs> but yeah. but
0: i mean we control the media so
1: exactly yeah. like oh it's yeah it's always the jews Jews do everything wrong.
0: No, we do everything right. That's why they're upset.
1: Yeah. It, we can never win. We either do everything. We're either the cause of everything bad or we're behind everything good and just got put there and didn't deserve to be there, Um, which is, you know, it doesn't feel good. But also, if people make Jewish jokes, like, I don't really care. I'm just like, because it's a joke. I really appreciate the art of a joke.
0: Oh, I don't mind the jokes. I don't know if you've encountered this, but, like, I've talked to other Jewish friends about this. Like, occasionally there is some, like, subconscious anti-Semitism that happens with people. Like, you'll be out to yeah. dinner with somebody and when it's time to throw in for a tip. Like, you know, people will be like, oh, did you throw in? I'm like, oh, is this because I'm the fucking Jew? Like, you're worried that I didn't throw in my share?
1: Yeah. That hasn't happened to me. Um, but, like, people will – they'll say things – I know what you mean about, like, the subtle anti-Semitism and they don't even realize well, yeah, it's, it's it. it's unconscious. Um, People will say things like they'll find out I'm Jewish and they're like, oh, I never would have thought you were Jewish. You don't look Jewish, and I'm like, you mean I don't have you don't mean I don't have a big nose, right? Well, actually, I did, and I had a nose job, so that's why I don't look Jewish. And it's like, yeah, ethnically, like Jews do have big noses, like that is a fact but the fact that people the fact that people have like used that against us to make it like this nasty thing like when they would make those like cartoons or whatever um and it's just become this like nasty stereotype but i don't think it's like inherently a bad thing necessarily and it's just been used against us like oh this thing that you can't control about your heritage is a bad thing like when people would like ridicule black people for having big lips it's like they can't control that that's just how their their lips look why are you i don't know man bullying people for things they can't control is the worst thing to do it's pretty fucked up
0: it 100 percent is fucked up but it, unfortunately people because of stupid blind tribalism just make fun of people for their differences because oh you're different you're not part of you know our tribe whatever it may be
1: Yeah, it's just easier, I think, to, like, outcast people that don't fit into your world or your box. Um, It's easier to just, like, push them to the side and pretend they don't exist or be like, they're terrible and we hate them. Rather than, like, they're just somebody that doesn't fit into my world and that's okay and they don't have to.
0: Well, I think in a lot of those situations, they're not viewing them as a person, they're viewing them as a concept. It's like every fucking racist you ever heard of, like has one person like, oh, you're one of the good ones. Because that's actually a person to you, not the concept that you hate.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. I just think racism is, like, so weird. Maybe just because I grew up in New York, so I was always surrounded by, like, all different races of people, like, different color skin. So it was never, like, this mysterious thing like oh my i've never seen a black person so i'm like scared and intrigued and i don't know what it's really like like i know so many people that literally did not know any jews or any black people where they grew up and they didn't meet any until college and i'm like that's such a weird so you were only around white christian people your entire life how does that shape a person must be weird
0: in weird ways definitely (laughs) and because of where I grew I mean, I grew up in the north side of Chicago and like the north Chicago burbs. I was like the only Jewish kid like in my neighborhood. Like obviously there was a temple and, you know, there are other Jewish kids in other parts of town, but like I was the only Jewish kid in my neighborhood. So like my Judaism was completely on the DL. Yeah. Hell, one of my friends that I've known since high school, I didn't realize till we were adults that we were both Jewish. Like it was a conversation.
1: don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, just
0: did not talk about it because it was just one of those things where, like, People would throw comments around like, Jew you down and shit like that. So you're just like, yep, I'm just not going to bring that up.
1: Yeah. When I was in middle school, these kids on my school bus, would they would like throw pennies at this Jewish kid that would be uh, by the bus stop or whatever. And I just – like I never like – it was weird because he was, I think, orthodox. He had either like he wore a kippa or he had like the payas. Um I never associated myself with that. I was like, well, they wouldn't do that to me because I don't wear a kippah or have that. I never thought like, oh, they hate Jews, so they probably would hate all Jews. And I don't know why. I'm like, well, I just disassociated myself from that.
0: And in that situation, that might not have, like, it obviously comes out as anti-Semitic. But it may have just been kids being shitty to someone who was different versus yeah, like. But
1: the pennies, it's like, you know what you're doing with yeah. the pennies. And they learned that from somewhere. They either learned it from like South Park, Family Guy, or their parents. One of those types The shitty of parents.
0: Just the, yeah. all the shitty stereotypes that are out <laughs> yeah. there.
1: I learned so much shit from Family Guy. It like really ruined my brain. A lot of stereotypes.
0: Thanks, Seth MacFarlane, you waspy motherfucker. Thank
1: you. But also thank you for all the good entertainment over the years been great well there was one season of family guy that was just so awful and i think i stopped watching after that i was like i can't do this anymore it had two episodes that i was just like i can't with this anymore
0: what happened in the episodes
1: there was one there was one episode where quagmire's dad transitioned to a woman and then brian fucked her slash him um and that was just like a lot it was disgusting and When Brian found out, he like he vomited for like ten minutes straight. I thought that was disgusting, and I was like, I don't want to watch that. And it's because
0: the bestiality or the transphobia, or not the
1: (laughs) bestiality. Well, Brian, he's a person. I don't care if he's a dog. Like he's he's. I'm sure
0: everyone who fucks dogs does that too.
1: Yeah, he's a person. (laughs) He's He's a person. He got hard for me. He's a person. Oh my god, he's the homie. Um, no, it was the it was like the transphobia it was just, and it was even before people started being like more, uh, more not accepting of open transphobia. But even I was like, it's a little bit much. And then there was one episode where Brian and Stewie got stuck in a bank vault together, and it was like not funny like it was like a very dark and like deep introspective and it was really fucked up and just not funny and not enjoyable that's
0: all we're tuning in family right
1: i was like i don't know what they have a new writer this season and they're trying like some weird experimental shit but i was like i'm out this is bad
0: We're here for cutscenes and musical numbers. God right. damn it! I
1: want the cutscenes and the musical number. My favorite one from Family Guy was um, a bag of weed, a bag of weed, and also um, when he sang about a Down syndrome girl. Not PC, but the, the melody was really good. I liked the melody.
0: My, my whole thought process is: I don't give a fuck if someone's PC or not. It's, if it's
1: funny, if it's funny, it's fu- like I'll laugh. I don't give a fuck. E- That's why I said even if it's like a Jewish joke, I feel like if anything, I laugh more at Jewish jokes because I like. I like. Have, Do you have a favorite one? I have permission to. No, I don't have a favorite. It's more not so much like a joke, but if a comedian, like a stand-up comedian, is like telling a story and it, the punchline is like something Jewish or Jewish character, like I'm not like r- turning up my nose or whatever. Like that's disgusting.
0: Like oh my god, he's I'm talking so offended. about us. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm like oh, he's talking about us. That's cool. Give my, us attention.
0: My thought process on comedy in general is like. If you don't like it, stop listening to it. Walk like
1: That is so true, but people cannot do that.
0: Um Well, cuz people are so fucking self-centered. They think, "Oh my god, this comedian who has spent the time to write these jokes, perform these jokes, sharpen these jokes, told it to thousands of people is directing it just at you."
1: Right. And it's like they act like being upset by what another human being says is going to harm you. It's not. I mean, maybe your emotions are hurt in the moment, but maybe you need to figure out how to get a better handle on your emotions and control them better. Other people, other adults are not responsible for an adult's emotions and feelings. You need to worry about that yourself and figure out how to cope with real life situations. Like sometimes you're going to be at a comedy show and they're going to make a joke either at the expense of you or people you care about. And it's going to hurt your feelings and you might be like, ugh, but it doesn't mean that they're wrong for doing that or that they should not do that just because you don't like it. 100%. And vote with your wallet. Don't go to the show. Don't go. Walk out. Okay. It was trending on Twitter. John Mulaney, the comedian, he did a show in Ohio and he brought Dave Chappelle as an opener, which by the way- if anybody ever brought Dave Chappelle as an opener at a show I was at, I would thank the Lord and be so fucking happy because Dave Chappelle is one of the best comedians of all time, one of the funniest people of all time. And people were so upset because Dave Chappelle made transphobic jokes. And they were like, some of the, I was just scrolling through the trending topic and looking at these woke tweets. And it, people were like, they were literally acting like violence physical violence and harm was committed upon them against their will and that somebody was like holding them by the neck forcing Dave Chappelle to say jokes directly in their face and everyone was looking and laughing directly at them. The truth of the matter is Dave Chappelle made jokes and people laughed because people want to fucking laugh. Life sucks and it's so hard. So people just want to laugh at jokes, I think. And
0: Chappelle's one of the best to ever fucking do it.
1: He's so funny. He's literally so funny. So... If you don't like it, you know, if you were at the show and you were like this, whether I'm I'm a f- deeply offended or I just don't find this funny, these jokes suck, walk out. Yeah. Walk the fuck out and prove your point. Show people, show them on stage that you don't support it. But you're sitting there tweeting about how much you hate what's happening and you're willingly participating in it. I don't respect that. Well,
0: but it's also people trying to get their 15 minutes of fame and be like, right. it's about me. It's about me.
1: Get the you know, the viral tweet, which a lot of people did. And, you know, I hope they felt rectified due to that situation. I hope that they feel like their viral tweet made it worth it. It made the jokes hurt your feelings. I'm so sorry. And now you can go
0: back to your nine to five job and your anonymity piece.
1: You ruined the comedy show for yourself. Like if you bought tickets to John Mulaney, those tickets are not cheap. I was trying to get some of those for his msg show with my dad because he loves john mulaney fucking like 185 dollars per ticket for the shitty seats so i'm like you paid that and you're like because if dave chappelle was the opener go to the bathroom or better yet just watch watch dave chappelle because he's amazing this might be a controversial opinion but like i don't see why it is it shouldn't be it
0: shouldn't be it's comedy
1: it's comedy It is
0: dave chappelle going and you know seeing at anti-trans rallies or some shit mm. no is dave chappelle trying to get legislation passed so trans people are discriminated against no he's making funnies
1: i think and i think he's also realized that like the more he pushes the buttons of the trans community um and the more they fight back the more attention he gets and he's it's getting more press. specials selling more tickets like it's literally a cycle psych- and that's just how this outrage cycle works nowadays with Twitter. Twitter is so powerful. Like they can make somebody trend and their advertisers, their sponsors will drop them and it can affect their whole fucking life.
0: I don't know how up on some of the comedy things you're going on like Tony Henchcliff. Um last year. Do you know who Tony is?
1: No, but
0: He's a stand-up comic. He used to host a podcast based on all the comedy stories down in Austin these days. Mm-hmm. He used to open, he may still open for Joe Rogan on the road a bunch. Yeah. He came on stage in Austin and the guy who was on before him was Chinese descent. And Tony threw some roast jokes at him as he was coming on stage. They weren't particularly funny, yeah. but there were jokes. I mean, this is a guy he's taken on the road with him, had opened for him. Like it's a guy he knew. It's right. not like he's just making fun of the Chinese guy. Right. That guy filmed it and edited it and put it up and like Tony got dropped by his agency, he got dropped.
1: Why did the guy film it? For the clout. But you said they knew each other mm-hmm. and he still like put him on blast and made it seem like he Yep. Wow. And another comedian? Yep. That's honestly I feel like comedians of all people like they understand, especially comedian podcasters. They know how your words can get twisted and like taken out of context so many years later when like public opinion changes on what is okay and not okay to say. So how is it fair that like you could take a quote from 5 years ago when nobody cared if you said something like that, there was no outrage and then now there would be? It's not like they said it now. They maybe they make the conscious decision to not say something like that now cuz they know it's not okay now. How can you take someone's words in the past and hold it against them? They're not that person. We grow every day.
0: Well, and even in other art forms and stuff like that, are we going to go back and edit fucking old films and shit like that? Like fucking uh, The French Connection is, I believe, an Oscar award-winning film, right?
1: I maybe. (laughs) It definitely has
0: one of the greatest chase scenes ever committed to film. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh, it's a New York movie. And Gene Hackman plays a, like a hardboiled '70s New York detective, and he definitely his character definitely utters the line, "Never trust an N-word with a knife." Like the yeah. whole, you know, I'm not going to say it because I'm not." No,
1: gonna, please don't. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> I would but, have to condemn you.
0: So, oh my god, no, no, Gene's gonna <laughs>
1: condemn me. No, I know. <laughs> but
0: that is a classic film, if it won Academy Awards or not. It is still a classic fucking film. You're gonna be like, "Yo." This And very much in character for a 70s New York detective to say something fucked up like that. Right. Are we going to go back and, oh my God, this art from 50 years ago?
1: No, we're not because nobody cares enough. If they don't care enough to fucking work on Django, which was only like about a decade ago was made, Uh, maybe like a decade and a half. Yeah,
0: about that. I think it was 2008.
1: Yeah, it came out about a decade ago. But and there
0: was some gratuitous n bombs right by, that's what by I was, Tarantino there
1: right well he you know he loves that he wrote he wrote it for himself to say in Pulp Fiction Um but look I felt like this is just my white perspective on the movie Django which is amazing movie Um I felt like the character that said all the n words would say it. Because he was a fucking slave owner, so obviously that word is like nothing. He doesn't, he didn't see black people as actual human beings. Literally, was watching them fight to the death like they're animals. So I thought it, you know, it was like necessary. And if somebody is uncomfortable with that and they don't want to watch the movie, I understand that. But at the end of the day, it's like it's a period piece about a particular time period when people did talk like that, especially people that owned slaves. So I thought it was accurate.
0: Leo's character was definitely accurate. I think Tarantino's self-portrayal there as an Australian slave owner might be have oh, been, been a little excessive.
1: His part was so small, I honestly forgot. Didn't he get like blown up or something?
0: Yeah, I mean, he got his just desserts out of it. But Jesus Christ, he, Tarantino's own role dropped so many end bombs there. It was just like, Wait, I'm
1: pretty sure in Django he didn't say the N-word.
0: Oh, he 100%
1: No, I swear I think he didn't. You should look that up. I
0: am looking that up right now. I
1: swear he didn't. I think he only said it in Pulp Fiction. He purposely did not not say any N-words because Leo said so many. He didn't want to just gratuitously say it. I'm pretty fucking certain that that's true. Okay, we'll see. We're Googling. Right, we'll see. Google is a friend.
0: Once again, why I need uh... (laughs)
1: a...
0: Why I need a producer
1: to like right do. I need my so you own can be like you can be like, hey, look that up <laughs> every good podcast, almost every good podcast has a cool producer, not this one.
0: She's like almost this, every good
1: this I changed it to almost because I, didn't like, oh, I didn't, I've already
0: insulted Matt enough on his own show <laughs> right,
1: I didn't want to leave you out of the good podcast category because <sighs> I'm on it so I don't uh, want to be okay, on a bad so podcast
0: that one doesn't actually have quotes. shit come on.
1: Just look up, does Tarantino say the N-word in Django? I did, I
0: did.
1: It doesn't have clear information?
0: <laughs> there's one called Quentin Tarantino N-word count.
1: Oh, in Django. Maybe, yeah. I mean, there's that.
0: 99 times it's used in Django.
1: Yeah, and it's all Leo and the other white people. Uh, not, not Tarantino. I promise. Oh. I know I'm right. I'm having, as the minutes go on, I'm getting more and more confident in myself.
0: Let's we'll see if I can find the script.
1: Okay. Oh wow, we're really gonna oh, yeah. he's only in one scene. I know,
0: there's... that's it's towards the end of the movie, so I'm it's just gonna
1: such a long movie. It's quite long, but it's not even close to his longest.
0: Well um, yeah, once upon a time was very, very long. It was long. about
1: three hours. I love that movie. I oh, don't think people don't like it.
0: How could anyone dislike that movie?
1: It's they say it's boring. It's like you need to really just be paying attention and be in tune and understanding that like there's a lot of moments where it is like family guy. It goes to like, you know, a cutaway or a like a, a movie within a movie and you need to just keep up with that and try to keep up and understand what's happening I loved it because I loved the 60s and it was like a beautiful love letter to the, the old Hollywood
0: I love the hell out of the movie I did not like the Benny. Tarantino oh no I didn't like the Tarantino shut down Hollywood Boulevard while he was oh, fucking filming he was it was
1: filming that had to be so long ago at this point yeah
0: but I still lived here at that point <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like I remember I'll like that affected that.
0: my neighborhood <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, they filmed Wolf of Wall Street in my neighborhood in Queens, or at least part of it. That How much was, did
0: they have to shut down?
1: Not too much. Like, this one boulevard, and they shot at this diner that I used to go to. It's actually closed now, but it's the scene where he's eating at the diner, and then he meets uh, Jonah Hill for the first time, and he's like, he's like uh... Show me a fucking, you know, check for that much and I'll quit my job right now and work for you. And then they smoke crack. Yeah. That was all at my local diner in Queens.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool at the time. And there was a, when they were filming, I was like, what's going on? And my dad told me, and there was a whole crowd. They wanted to see Leo. It's so surreal. That movie was shot like over 10 years ago. Oh, I know. It's, where is the time?
0: I know. Oh, it, you're only 23. It only gets worse. It only <laughs> gets fucking worse.
1: No, because even just this month of May has fucking flown by. I'm like, it was just, I'm still reeling and thinking about stuff that happened in early March, and here we are about to be in June.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's wild, just the fact that like, oh, 2022 is almost halfway over already.
1: It's, it is halfway over, because what even is June and the rest of May? Like, it's fucking nothing. These are just individual days that fly by. Like, what is time? Oh, God. <laughs> this is all too much.
0: Sorry, Jane. We're all going to be dead soon.
1: This is not too introspective. Sometimes I go too... you ever go too deep? Occasionally. Just,
0: like, usually on mushrooms.
1: Yeah, right. I don't do mushrooms that often. Because, why not? Um, I would like to do it more often. I just... I don't want to do it by myself, necessarily.
0: So, why aren't you doing them more often?
1: Because uh, I don't want to do them alone, per se, and I don't... Why always, not? I don't know. It's just I haven't had good experience with these like mind altering drugs being like on my own. I don't want to like trigger anything that might be inside of me where I'm like, Oh, this is not a positive situation right now. And I want to be out of it. And then like not being able to like get out of that. Fair,
0: fair. I, I've, I trip on myself fairly regularly right
1: if you're used to it i totally get it and you're comfortable with your well, own energy and vibe.
0: oh well there's definitely times where it's just like am i dying right now am i dying
1: right and i need so i want someone to be there with me so we can just keep each other positive and just keep the positive vibes going together
0: then uh, that's definitely a good way to do it when for me when i do it and it occasionally goes down that road like i just stop for a second and go dummy you're tripping your body's metabolizing these mushrooms You'll be fine in a little while.
1: Right. But it's like, it's easier said than done. It's like, what if you don't believe yourself? You're like, no, that voice is not right. I
0: have not had that happen yet. (laughs) You know, it wasn't like an immediate snap out of it, but it was definitely like a, okay, relax. And then at one point it was like, I'm tripping so hard. I'm like, "Eh, if I die right now, I die.
1: Right. (laughs) I think, I don't know. Tripping is scary. You need to be, I think, in like a, relatively good headspace and not just like dealing with all of these crushing weights because though that's what's really going to come out. Or stuff that you're trying to suppress always ends up like coming up to the surface in some way when you're on these drugs. They make you – your mind is very vulnerable and open to just whatever.
0: But that's also part of how they're healthy. That's why yeah, John, John Hopkins is using psilocybin to help treat PTSD and soldiers and shit like that.
1: Right. And I think – but I that's also it, guided. Right. It's guided and it's also probably really small, like microdosing, not they're not like full on oh, mushroom no, some, tripping.
0: <laughs> sometimes they are full on mushroom tripping.
1: Wow, well then I stand corrected. <laughs> um, but you know, that's PTSD in soldiers. Like they've been through some shit, seen some shit that I have not had to deal with. So I don't think I need that that deep of a cleansing mentally. But maybe one day I will. I feel like it just builds up over time and your mind just gets like, like all of the trauma is like dirt and debris and stains and eventually like you just need to do psychedelics and like just cleanse your mind of of all that bullshit.
0: I wholeheartedly agree. It's
1: a good analogy actually. It's a really good analogy. I'll hold on to that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully we've recorded it so. People will be able to hear it in the future. Other
1: people, feel free to use that too. I love it. Analogies are like my favorite way to get a point across. It's like you're painting a picture. It's just easier than explaining it.
0: Very vivid strokes there.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, vivid strokes. This is supposed to be
0: dirty. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: not dirty. Just very vivid. I was thinking of a paintbrush.
0: Well, I was too, but... (laughs) Strokes.
1: I think more like thrusts. Thrusts is more sexual. Depends
0: on who you're talking
1: to. Right. It always does.
0: It's very true. It's how people interpret shit.
1: Yes. Interpretation is the key of the world. That's how we go about life. It's just interpreting everything.
0: Well, your perception is reality.
1: Yes, your reality. There is no – how do we know if there is one true reality? It could just be everyone's perception of what's going on is – the reality and there isn't just a specific way that it is. Well,
0: I mean, all reality is, is just us agreeing on shit. We're like, yeah. we agree that this table's wood and it's hard.
1: Right. And that the time is this time we're all going by this time. We live in California, which happens to be this particular part of this giant island of land in this part of the world. And that means that at, in this spot, it's this time at this time, but over across the country in New York, it's this time at this time. It's actually nine when it's six here. It's so fucking weird. It's it like, is. Their reality is that it's nine, but for us it's six. And we just accept like we have differing realities and we're just like okay with that.
0: Well, and there's some things that like maybe different realities that we're not even really aware of. Like though we both agree that this table is wood and it's hard, yeah. its texture maybe. Completely different to me or you just because how our brain interprets it.
1: Right. Like, actually, this table is blue. It's not brown and it's not wood. It's blue. And you technically cannot disprove that because you would have to prove that it's not blue and you can't.
0: The most I could get is a consensus from other people to be like, they agree with me.
1: Right. And that's literally what... Reality is. Everything (laughs) is. Everything that we know is just stuff that we have either learned or been taught because multiple people, enough people agreed that this is the consensus, this is the truth, and we're going to pass this knowledge on to other people, and it's just going to continue being tradition.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Just like, oh, hey, pork will kill you.
1: Yeah, porn will kill you. Pork, not porn. Oh, well. No, porn won't kill you, no. but that's the no fat, no fat mentality. They probably don't eat pork either because they're just so pure and clean.
0: The no pork, no porn life, just put a bullet in me.
1: Oh, fucking end me now. Right? That's... I love pork. I mean, I didn't eat pork or ham really growing up. I still don't like ham, but.
0: No, but bacon. bacon. I do
1: like bacon and I like like pork dumplings and ribs and. Just any meat that's, like, I would always eat beef growing up, but now I I can eat pork, too, and pork is delicious.
0: It absolutely positively is. (laughs) I, my ancient peoples, I get it. I get why you didn't want your fellow tribesmen to eat it, because if you undercooked that shit, it could kill you. Well,
1: it also, don't pigs have, like, hooves? Mm -hmm. You can't eat any animals, so we couldn't eat horses either. They're not kosher.
0: Well, yeah, but horses have use. You ride them.
1: Pigs have use. I know somebody that owns a pet pig.
0: Yeah, but I'm sure it would be much more delicious than it is.
1: Yeah, but their family. Like, if you own a farm and stuff, and they're family. I can't relate, but I'm sure some people can. I
0: can't relate either, but it's also one of those things where, like, you know, I get hungry and a family may have to go.
1: Right. I mean, of course, if you're starving at the end of the day, if you're starving, you're going to eat your family. What Cam- part would
0: you start with if you had to eat a family member?
1: Like a human being? hmm Like, well, I don't know which family member I would even eat.
0: Well, I'm not asking you to name I'm not being like, oh, call out dad. I'm just like, <laughs> like, what part of the human would you start with? Well, because
1: it depends. Because if I'm eating a man, I don't want to eat their hairy leg or... Well, chest.
0: I'm pretty sure you boil it first so the hair comes out.
1: Oh, off. the hair okay. Well then that's I mean good.
0: pigs have hair it's too. It's a non
1: factor. Ew. I just that's why I don't even eat peaches. I don't like the fuzziness of peaches. It tastes like hair.
0: It's <laughs> like t- everything has to be smooth like a baby. Yeah,
1: I don't well, because I I put effort into shaving and being smooth and whatever. So look, I don't mind if a man has hair. I don't want to put a hairy thing in my mouth so I don't eat peaches because it tastes like a little well, fuzz. When was the last time you ate a steak and
0: it like cow skin with it. You, what?
1: Cow skin?
0: You don't, right. That's the, oh, the hair Oh, yeah.
1: I was going to say. No, they don't, but like for some reason, peaches have hair. Well,
0: right, but I'm saying if you butcher a human, you don't necessarily... Okay, have...
1: yeah, yeah. Maybe you shave the human before well, yeah, you, you cut them or whatever. You, you butcher them, you, you... Assuming we're doing cannibalism here, which, right. by the way, I don't know if you saw this show called Yellow Jackets. If you heard of it... I've heard of it. I have not seen it. It was huge earlier this year. I highly, highly recommend. It's... It's really something. It's about cannibalism um, and teen girls. So I think if I was eating a family member, probably would eat like, you know, like the well, part of the legs, just because they're like super meaty. Um, or if I'm eating a woman, like the the breast. Because like, it's like all fat. Yeah. Well, when I eat a chicken, I eat like the chicken breast. So that's their breast. So. But do, wait, but chickens don't have like tits. Right, they don't have they don't have It's just their breast.
0: It's just they're not mammals. They don't they don't have they don't have So it's glands. just their
1: breast area, yeah. like the chest area. It's called yeah, the, the chicken breast. they call
0: it chicken breast, but it's chicken. Why is chicken peck?
1: Because
0: wh- oh you can't call <laughs> it a chicken peck because chickens peck at their food. Like you can't call right. it right.
1: Chicken- but why isn't it called the chicken chest? It's just like why the breast. They have to make everything fucking perverted. Everything has to be sexual. Because <laughs> when I was younger, I'd be embarrassed to say, like, chicken breast. I would just be, like, white meat. Can I get some white meat, please? <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, I would either eat the breast or, like, the thigh. because Everyone has thick thighs, usually.
0: But what about the buttocks? That's all meat.
1: I mean, yeah. you're. Right. I
0: mean, you I'm not talking right. about eating their asshole. I know their Just ass- the cheeks. <laughs>
1: but like, you're going to eat the cheeks. Eventually, you're going to get to the asshole. And not you're you, going to eat it. I
0: mean, you're not just like gnawing down on a person. You're going to
1: – I feel like what if – Okay, you're eating someone – You're a cannibal and you're eating the butt area, like the groin buttocks. And then ev- it's like you're eating a fruit. And then eventually, you get to the middle, which is the anus. It's like a peach pit, like a seed.
0: See, I – I don't know how you plan on doing cannibalism, <laughs> but I plan on cutting off a piece and grilling it. Not just
1: <laughs> like grilling it, like in the the Alive movie about oh, the, 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 the Andy, I difficult. watched that because of this Yellow Jackets show that I watched. I was like, because I knew they got some inspiration from that whole real life scenario. Yeah, so, so fucked up. I watched that movie and I was like, oh damn. But I, you know, it's like they were gonna die. They don't, a lot of them did die so they needed to eat the bodies it's not they did not kill people and eat them like they were long dead well, in the
0: dramatization who knows what happened in real life
1: I guess we don't know but at the end of the day it's like, I'm pretty sure the conditions were deadly enough that they didn't have to why would they kill anyone they I think they wanted to keep people alive
0: well I'm sure if you know your guy's slowly dying and he's not gonna make it you may try to put him out of his misery
1: that's not murder though that's I like mean- a just it's like it's a mercy kill. Stuff. If someone's if someone is begging you to kill them, I feel like you should just kill them. If it's that bad. I don't
0: disagree unless you're a law enforcement officer asking me, then no, I will not kill them.
1: I would. There's no law enforcement. They're not asking me. And if they do, I can say it's a hypothetical. If OJ was able to write a book called If I Did It. And then put the if so small on the cover that it just looks like it says, I did it.
0: Yeah, but he was already acquitted in a criminal court. <laughs>
1: yeah, but he he lost the civil case. Right. So, so that should really say something.
0: He has no further consequences. He can suffer.
1: But I feel like people, compared to a criminal case, people think that a civil case is like not as important or a big deal. Oh, no, they're worse. Literally, this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial... Is It's a civil case. It's a He's suing her for defamation. People think it's like a criminal case and she's being tried as like an abuser or something. He's literally suing her because she wrote an article talking about how she's a victim of abuse and she didn't even name him, but people were able to like obviously put two and two together and he's claiming he lost opportunities and his rep was ruined. So that's what it's about. I think people like are so confused and they think a civil case is like not – Like, it's only, oh, the criminal cases is, like, the big, important stories.
0: People are stupid.
1: They are stupid, but they're also stupid in the way that they care so much about this civil case. Because at the end of the day, it's like, these people are so fucked up in the head, both of them. So fucked up. And people are either demonizing or idealizing them as this, like, hero figure. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you parasocial freaks? You're just sitting at home scrolling TikTok. Uh, justice for Johnny Depp, bro. Go like, go outside, go for a walk.
0: They have so little going on in their lives that they have to glom on to once again, maybe making that viral tweet.
1: Right? They want that viral moment, or they just want to be contributing to the conversation. They feel like, well, my voice matters. You know, if I have an opinion on something that I know nothing about, and just seeing, you know, the the viral talking points. I can contribute my opinion and, and, uh, you know, I'm helping.
0: Right. Stop being a slacker. Start a podcast like the rest of us.
1: Right. It's like everyone needs to start a podcast and just talk about their opinion and, you know, be so amazing because we're all so amazing and everyone wants to hear what everyone has to say all the time. And we should all just talk nonstop. Ouch! Ouch. <laughs> no, but not towards you, because obviously I'm here. What's <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fucking correct. Yes, but I'm I'm continuing. Um, I'm trying to continue the goofs, but yeah, Jim, no. Some Jim podcasts. Jim's just trying to
0: make it so I don't walk off the balcony after the show. Like, oh,
1: oh my god, you cannot walk off the balcony because that would affect me really negatively. Me too. Well, you'd be dead. You would maybe. Even. I
0: might. I might survive it and really regret it.
1: I don't think you would survive it. You never know. It's pretty high. I mean, it's we're on like the top floor of the building.
0: I'm not here to go. I'm not going to find out. But I'm I saying don't want I might. you
1: to because it's traumatizing. I had a family member that did uh, a, did a dive off of a balcony. I'm sorry. Things. It's. I did. It, you eat them afterwards? No, we did not eat them. But I've pictured it a lot of times. It's fucked up. I'll be like, I wonder what that looked like. Because, like, you know, you see the videos on nine eleven of people like falling you're just like damn i wonder what that looked like when it hit the ground probably really disgusting <laughs> <It's> so fucked
0: <laughs> well i mean it's really fucked They don't talk about this much but some first responders were killed by people who fell off the fucking yes. building
1: there was this one guy my dad told me i um, a pastor i think and he like was there at the site as it's happening like praying comforting people and a body landed on him and killed him and i'm like bro talk about wrong place wrong time like if you were just Five feet to the left, yeah, you would have seen a body fall right next to you, but you'd be alive at least. Dude,
0: God wanted him upstairs right
1: now. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> he was like he's like, You're going to heaven right now. Come here, you fucking angel. Here you go. Here's <laughs> you, your good deed. You earth angel. But yeah, dude, shit is fucked.
0: You're too young to actually have like remember nine eleven, right?
1: Yeah, I was just a little baby. I was three. I mean, I I it's weird because like I have flashes. But then sometimes I think I'm remembering a memory. So it's like a weird like projection of a memory. But I have this – it wasn't like anything significant. I just remember being at my daycare and the adults being like uh, not – I couldn't tell at the time that they were like stressed, but they were not normal. It was not a normal vibe at daycare that day. Um because My dad, like, he didn't work near the towers. We fr- were from New York and he worked um, in the city, so not like near the World Trade Center, but to the point where he had to walk home and, like, I think cross the Verrazano Bridge and ended up walking like 10 miles home or whatever it was with like thousands of other people were walking home because the subways were down.
0: Yeah, the subways were down.
1: Nobody had phones, so nobody well, knew so, if people were okay.
0: So much of the cell service at the time were routed through the World Trade Center. Like, I had friends right. that lived. On the Lower East Side the during 9 11, I couldn't get a hold of them because yeah. just no cell service in Indian, New York. Yeah, right. one of my buddies describes it. He's like, We, from our window, were closer to the towers than the CNN cameras were. That's
1: insane. Yeah. I can't imagine. And the fact that my aunt, like, ran for her life. I mean, I don't know if it was for her life necessarily, but like,
0: I'm sure it felt like her she life.
1: She <laughs> was running and there was debris, was quickly coming. So I guess it kind of is life because if. If you stand in the falling debris for long enough, you're going to either die from inhaling toxic shit or get crushed by something.
0: Well, and even if it's not actually for your life, if you perceive it's for your life, that's reality.
1: It's, yeah, in the moment, you're like, because nobody knew what was happening as it happened. Like the plane hit the first tower, and I think people were like, could this have been like an accident? Like the the plane malfunctioned or something or it could have been an explosion and then the second one hit and pe- people were like, this is a fucking terrorist attack. That must have been such a surreal moment when the second one hit because you're like, this is a very real thing that is currently happening. It, it could happen anywhere else in the country right now as well. Oh,
0: yeah. We didn't know shit. I was in Chicago at the time and, you know, I'm – i Jesus, I had a laptop in bed with me, like, hooked up to, like... Watching a wire. porn. No, I was asleep. I just, <laughs> I just like, had my laptop, like, aim open on my laptop. And I wake up to bling, 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 bling. And, like, one of my friends is, like, blowing me up. I'm like, what's up, man? he's like, dude, they bombed the World Trade And I'm like,
1: no, man, that already happened. In 94, yeah. 93, right? It's crazy.
0: Like, that already happened. What are you talking about? He's like, no, man, right now, try to log into CNN from my bed couldn't get through CNN because of how heavy the traffic was. Oh. Wow. Like, got out of bed, turned on TV. I'm like, holy shit. And then, funny enough, I had an interview with Southwest Airlines that day.
1: Really? <laughs> That's – what airline was – it was Southwest? No, it was an American it.
0: United that hit the towers. Okay. But it was still – like, none of the airlines knew what was going on.
1: No, because anyone could be on any flight. And it was the fact that they didn't have guns. They didn't have bombs. They literally had fucking box cutters and were just – that's what's so crazy is like they give you knives in business class on planes like not so, you know and forks forks are actually probably more dangerous than the knives they give you and it's not like you know it would be really hard to like cut someone open but if you're threatening someone with a fork and you're deranged and you're like I'm going to fucking stab you with this fork unless you do what I say right now what are they going to do
0: But like- we in the post 911 world versus the pre 911 world in the pre 911 world the mindset was to comply with hijackers cuz they're generally just trying to kidnap the plane to make ransom get people released from prison shit like that no one had ever used planes as weapons before as
1: the weapon to literally kill everyone on board and bring right. the the tallest building in the world at the time
0: so there's are still taller
1: okay well one of the tallest. Chicago. Tallest tallest in New York yeah. by far. And oh. they literally were like just the fact that like fucking people like came up with this plan and they were like, We're gonna get on these planes and we're gonna fucking die for this shit and we're going down. And right. so is everyone else. And it
0: was the only person who ever possibly fathomed doing something like that pre nine eleven was fucking Tom Clancy. Apparently a Tom Clancy novel, like some terrorist did that shit pre-nine eleven.
1: That is so weird. It's almost like, it's just crazy that nobody like ever thought of that before. And now it's like, and it's like, there weren't that many school shootings before there was a couple before Sandy Hook in this country. Like there were a lot. They
0: just weren't as, they weren't as often televised,
1: televised, but I mean, there's Columbine
0: was in 99. Yeah.
1: And Virginia tech was a thing, but I do, I feel like after Sandy Hook, it just became like a trending thing. Like well, there's been so many in the past decades since then. Also more with Sandy than Hook
0: ever. That is the first one, like, least in popular memory, where like young children were the target. It was
1: babies. Yeah. And it was the amount. It wasn't like two people. It was like twenty kids died, six adults died. It was just such a crazy situation. And yeah, like you said, it was children so right. whenever it happens Col- in a school with kids it's like it's just different
0: right Columbine they were going after their high school peers that you know I'm not it's not justified it's not right no. but they're going after their high school peers that they perceived as they bullying.
1: feel yeah they felt wrong well they had were mentally felt, deranged but they felt that wronged, wronged them. by life and, all right. the shit
0: and same general. with Virginia Tech 23 people died during Virginia Tech but he was going after other fucking college students that he had felt wronged him and whatever.
1: Right. Sandy Hook was, was literally just, like, just some fucking insane person that killed his mother and then immediately went to a school that I think he either worked at previously or he attended previously. But if he I had just, attended it,
0: well, like 15, eight, 15, 16 years earlier? Right.
1: It's, I think he did work there or something. He had some type of connection to them currently, but that was just such a bizarre situation. I was in high school at the time, and I just, I never could have, I just saw Kim Kardashian tweeted like, oh my God, praying for Sandy Hook. Never could I ever have imagined that it would turn into such a wide phenomenon that school shootings would just be such a common thing that when I hear about 10 people dying, I would not even like, like be shocked and just be like, yep, it's the next one. Here we are.
0: Well, and I think a lot of it is, because it's so televised, a lot of these people that probably in previous generations would have just blown their own brains out in their fucking, yeah. in, in their homes, decide to go on these rampages for their 15 minutes of fucking fame. Oh,
1: they want attention. Like all these, the incels, like Elliot Rogers, like they write their manifestos and then they become, they become exactly what they want. It's like their they're f- self-fulfilling prophecy they think they're going to become this, like, known, famous figure, and then they do, and people actually eat that shit up and, like, use it as a guide for their life. That's the scary thing is so many people, like, identify with these absolute psychopaths, and they're just, like, breeding more and giving them something to, like, focus on and and, and really, like, be passionate about, which is, like, a lot of the time it's, like, hating women, hating black people, hating Jews. And then they just fucking go for it.
0: Yeah. And they're allowed to just thrive in these communities. It's dark. It's like the internet has been such a boon to society, but it's also been such a bane.
1: Right. It's, I think about that a lot. I'm like, I would not even have a career or anything going for me without the internet. But, and I'm fully addicted to it. Like, I use it all day. But at the same time, I actively am, like, aware of how much detriment it's brought to the world and to my life. And I don't know if I, like, regret being a part of it or resent it or whatever. I'm like, it is what it is. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, you're
0: and, not putting that toothpaste back in the tube.
1: No, it's and it's only going to get worse. Only more toothpaste is going to get squeezed out over time. But I think we just need to, like, be conscious and aware of our, you know, the way we use it and why am I doing the things I'm doing with it? And just be smart. Well,
0: hopefully, as people of you know your generation start to have children and shit like that who like, grew up on the internet or savvy. Because part of the problem is, as much as we've had the internet for years now, it's still very much in its infancy. And you have motherfuckers that my parents don't know shit about the internet. Yeah. So how are they going to educate people my fucking age on what to do there, what not to do, how to, how to navigate it?
1: Right. I think um, I do not know the answer to that. Fuck, no one does. (laughs) I guess we will see, you know, as time goes on. Like five years ago, we did not – TikTok wasn't a thing. Nobody cared or knew TikTok didn't exist or it wasn't called that. It was called Musical.ly, just some little stupid dancing app for little kids. And now TikTok is the most popular app in the entire world. And billions of people use it and you can become famous pretty much in overnight from using TikTok, which is kind of unprecedented. So things are going to spiral, I predict, within the next decade as far as like internet use, internet celebrities, clout chasing, viral videos, that kind of stuff, like cancellation it's only just going to grow to this bigger and bigger monster of like people just trying to get that 15 minutes of fame. But it's not 15 minutes anymore. And that's the part that is like crazy is if you want it to, and you're interesting or you have something, you can keep it going as long as you want.
0: You can. But, and the other downside is once it's on the internet, it's there forever.
1: Forever. So it's like, It's like almost like a curse that you put on yourself as like a content creator because you keep feeling this pressure like you have to put out more and more new content and then that same – some of it is kind of like, you know, useless or like a dud and you're just putting it out to put it out and that same content that you're like, why am I even putting this out? I'm just putting it out to do something is the shit that's going to get you fucking canceled 10 years from now. When people are like, oh, we can't say that anymore. And you said that a decade ago on your podcast.
0: Don't um, worry, Jen. Ten years, they will come for you for what you said here today. Don't worry.
1: I really hope so. Because, look, to be frank, if we're living in a world ten years from now where there are people who do not agree with things I said, then I don't want to be on this earth. And I'll just fucking go on my way. Oh, I'm
0: sure <laughs> I'm sure there will be people who don't agree with what you said Say.
1: The course, Of course, dude, I'm talking to those people. Those are the people that I fucking am so irritated with because it's like, look, you don't have to agree, but just don't engage with it. How hard is it to just not pay attention to stuff that you don't like? I do that. Like, I find myself sometimes because I use Reddit, I'll go on some of these subreddits about a particular person or thing and it's all hate. And I'm just like, do you. Some people really sit there daily and go over all the reasons why they hate somebody and just putting a lot of effort and passion into actively hating someone. I find it so weird. Just don't look. Just look away.
0: Well, I agree. You have finite time on this planet. I was talking to another podcaster about one-star reviews. Like, literally, you want to spend your finite time on this planet to shit on the free entertainment I am providing for you. Yeah. If you don't like it, walk the fuck away.
1: Right. Why
0: are you going to try to negatively affect other people's outlook? Why is your opinion so fucking important that other people should not even give a show a chance? Right. After the people that, you know, have spent hours creating this, editing it, whatever. And I'm not just talking about my podcast, any fucking YouTube podcast, whatever content creator, just fucking walk away. Let them continue to make their fucking shit.
1: I completely agree. I think. Like you said before, as long as nobody's harming anyone and what they're doing, just let people do what they're doing. But when I see stuff that's like harmful, you know, like cults, certain religions that are very oppressive, I do have a problem with it. Personally, that still doesn't mean that I'm going to like do something about it, but I'll talk about it. If nobody's harming anybody, then you're just being a fucking hater. Like, look, you can have your opinion, but certain things it's like. I don't know. Just don't dampen someone's spirit. We're all just trying to get by here. Well, and also, who the fuck do you think you are that you're... Right. You're not Roger Ebert. Like, fucking calm down, bro. Right. Your opinion doesn't matter. That It's not two thumbs up. Like, I don't care. I genuinely... It's hard because I say I don't care, but sometimes the negative comments, if I do get a few, they do get to me. Well, you're human. Human beings, but I wish it didn't get to... I wish I could just kind of let it roll off. I think... It's tough. It's like a learned skill. You have to work on it.
0: Oh, it definitely gets easier with age. Like okay, good to know. <laughs> experience. Oh, believe me. At twenty three, thankfully, you know this content creation Didn't culture wasn't. Then. It wasn't nearly as prevalent. I mean, there's definitely places where you could create stuff and put it up, but it wasn't like YouTube comments and shit like that. Oh yeah, I would have fought motherfuckers in the comments like just tried to clown people and hammer my point home just to win the court of public opinion. Like, no, I made that person who talks shit look like a fucking idiot. Now it's yeah. just like, yeah, I, I really don't value your opinion. I
1: Right. I don't value it and it doesn't affect my life. It's such a hard concept to realize for a lot of people. And even for me, but like someone else's opinion or perspective of you does not have anything to do with you. Sometimes maybe it does, but most of the time it doesn't. And it it definitely doesn't mean that you need to change anything about yourself. That just means for whatever reason, whatever they've got also going on inside them that's already there can affect the way they perceive you or perceive a situation. And that doesn't mean that that has anything to do with you or that you need to like change your behavior or act any type of different way. People are weird.
0: I agree. I agree. The One of the smartest things I've ever fucking heard was, if you wouldn't take their advice, why would you take their fucking criticism?
1: Right, exactly. Like, I don't know, man. I just think, I don't know. Yeah, I think it, it's hard.
0: And the thing about it is, it's also situational. What I'd take your advice on. Am I going to take my doctor's advice on my taxes? No.
1: No, I'm not. I mean, unless he... Got some like really good tax breaks, then maybe I would, but
0: he's Dr. CPA. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, if he can do both, he can do both. That's pretty impressive, but but you know what I mean. Yes, I do know what you mean. It's like we all have our things that we really know a lot about, and then there's other things that we don't know a lot about. I think it's always best to trust the people that have dedicated a lot of time and energy to learning truthful facts about certain things to trust what they have to say and then form our opinion based on that. Like, I've said this in a video I made. I respect anyone's right to have an opinion. We all have opinions on anything under the sun. But if your opinion isn't based on something that is real or accurate, and it's only based really in ignorance... I don't respect it. I don't have to listen to it or or agree with it. You can have it, whatever the fuck your opinion can be that QAnon is so real and JFK Jr. is coming back to be with Donald Trump, but it's not based in anything that would make me like there's no factual evidence to back any of that up to where I would believe like, okay, this could be plausible. There's nothing. So it's like you just need to judge accordingly, I think.
0: I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Right. Fucking you. God
1: damn.
0: <laughs> I, I have a, something that's amusing that I've told on air enough times so I, I won't bother you with it because the audience has heard me. Okay. It. But basically, before Q was really big, there was a girl I was into who like tried to indoctrinate me. Oh, God. Then I didn't know what it was.
1: Before Trump?
0: It was during it was, Trump. It had to be during Trump. It was during Trump, but before, before Q was, Q! Yeah. And... Yeah, I went and watched a bunch of stuff she recommended I watch because so I was into her and I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll check it.
1: Yeah, but I, did you think it was bullshit the whole time? Oh, yeah, time? the whole fucking so – you were just like, I'll just entertain her. What? Well,
0: no, I went through the whole – like it was like a 10-part YouTube series that she had. It was during the pandemic, yeah. so I had time.
1: That's But that is the reality of so many people is like they're completely normal people, like – just very mani- easily manipulated and susceptible, completely became these brainwashed, like, Trump zombies. By the end of it, I'm like,
0: if this girl is trolling me, I will propose.
1: Right, but if she's not, that's a really scary alternative, and I need to just back away slowly. Yeah, and I much. found out
0: she was not trolling me. No,
1: I like, can't. Cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, and I actually, I'm not scared. I feel bad for people like that because – I just feel bad for anyone that gets uh, manipulated into a cult because a lot of the time they don't think it's a cult. They think it's just a community of like-minded people that are agree with each other and helping each other and a lot of the time it's based in like these positive uh well, yeah, situations.
0: Like, in theory, in theory, Q is all about saving the children from pedophiles. Right. Which is a <laughs> admirable goal. I don't think anyone who has a conscience Wants children to be fucked by adults.
1: Right. The thing the thing that's so weird is like the people that are so like anti-pedophile and they're like, we need to save the children. But then if, if you say something like, well, what if we like, you know, took people that are pedophiles, not like offending ones, just people that like have that compulsion and put them in therapy and don't fucking kill them. And they're like, no, we need to kill them with an ax. And I'm like. Well then you don't actually want to get rid of pedophiles because if you did you would want to address the problem at the root and try to make you don't want to save the children because if you did you would try to eliminate the existence of pedophiles by making them not be that way or oh, I don't come know on.
0: no therapy gladiatorial combat we got to put two
1: pedophiles in a right. pit <laughs> just let them fight to the death <laughs> yes but it's like i don't know ma'am i just think it's a controversial thing i would never tell somebody that they're wrong for feeling that way But at the same time, I just try to think about it a little more and I'm like, well, you know, a lot of the people that are pedophiles are people that were abused themselves and it's just this horrible repetitive cycle. I think if there's any possible way to prevent them from either like killing themselves or abusing someone – Then we should try all options. Like we shouldn't, you know, just count anything out. I don't. That shouldn't be controversial, but it seems like it is.
0: I mean, if we can help them cool, if they want to off themselves, uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm not. uh, They're not hurting anybody else at that point,
1: right? I think yeah.
0: It it was given a choice between someone sexually abusing a child and them offing themselves.
1: Oh, that's not a once you abuse a child or abuse anyone, but a child, obviously. Period death penalty but i'm saying like for the people that haven't gone there and they're like they don't want to go there let's help them not ever go there and so they don't have to be in a situation where it comes down they're like that's what i'm going to do we don't want that we don't even want them to watch the shit or anything like just find a way to like keep them away from it i I think that should be there should be more focus on that and there isn't
0: unfortunately a lot of what we want to do with society is a lot of people virtue signaling not actually want to do shit
1: yeah like when they post uh whenever the ukraine shit was happening and people were like pray for ukraine a little instagram story and then you never say anything about it again and you don't actually care that's why i never post anything like that because like i don't care about most things that are going on so i'm not going to like sit there and Pretend that I fucking do and be this fake person.
0: I'm doing my part. I'm swiping right on every cute Ukrainian girl right. I see on TikTok. I
1: signed, you know, I signed multiple change.com petitions. <laughs> so I feel like I I am making a difference. And, you know, those petitions are really going to get some legislation passed. So we're working here. We're
0: working so hard. Right. I mean, if I can just take home one hot Ukrainian girl, I've done my part.
1: Right. Of course.
0: I'd give her a forever home or at least temporary. Right. (laughs) I mean, in the grand scheme, it's so fucked. because It's like, Oh, Hey, we're sending troops to Somalia right now.
1: Nobody cares.
0: Yeah. Like, Oh, those aren't Europeans. No one gives a fuck. They're
1: black people. We don't care. It's like fucking crazy, dude. It's crazy. The way people just like pick and choose what they want to virtue signal and care about. Like don't act like there's people say America is a third world country. And I'm just like, dude, we're not. And I think you have to know we're not. Like, as bad as shit can get here for some people and the systems can be really fucked, like the healthcare system, do not act like we're a third world fucking country. Like, don't, because that's not fair to people that actually live in those conditions and struggle daily. Look, like there's struggling people in every country, even the best country, whatever you consider the best country, there's people struggling. But the, the countries that have majority people are struggling, and there's like a select few that aren't, that's a third world country. And don't say that America is that, because I genuinely don't think it is. We're
0: not, but we are, unfortunately, definitely on the decline.
1: On the decline, of course, from like what it was 20 years ago. I think Trump just kind of like ruined the morale of this country
0: well it wasn't just trump it was it's not like the last four years like a hard right turn it was-
1: no not at all it was that's why i say trump is a he's not the problem he was a symptom of the problem and a result of all that stuff coming to basically a boil with like people getting fed up like republicans being fed up with cancel culture and like not having free speech and liberals getting fed up with you know trump being a racist fuck and a sexist and a abuser um so it all just and it's just people being so angry at the other side it's like they just need somebody to focus on and be angry let's be angry at the people that disagree with everything i stand for and believe to be true it's just blind tribalism and they're my enemy And I hate them. If you're a Trump supporter, or I'm a Trump supporter, and you like Hillary, I fucking hate you. Wait, you know someone who
0: actually likes Hillary? I mean, no. (laughs) Right. Just
1: say she was the opponent. So yeah,
0: but I don't. Everyone who was there was just like, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's (laughs) the reason he won is because everybody kind of collectively agreed that you know he's we don't want him, but we really don't want her, and she does not deserve to be the fucking president of our country. That we took Trump for four years.
0: Such a shit show. And I said this when Trump got elected, during Trump's presidency, on paper, I wanted to like Trump. It's like, oh, this is the president that has sex with porn stars and parties and wants to start a space force? Like, I want to like this guy on paper. He's horrible. He is a horrible, horrible, horrible human being.
1: Right, he's horrible. (laughs) And that whole thing, that whole thing uh, with his connection to porn is just so bizarre oh it's still not over it like just the fact that our industry was like put thrust into this spotlight and people are like paying attention to like political people it's always funny when like politics and porn when they very rarely mix like when ted cruz liked a cory chase porn tweet from his official account it's just stuff like that it's just like so funny and i'm like they don't get it. Like, this is like fucking Christmas for us. This is like so funny whenever this shit goes viral. And we're just like, we deal with this shit. We see this shit every day. This one clip, um, just some random porn clip became a meme and went super viral on Twitter, like 50 million views, something like that. And people were just, like, freaking out. They were like, this is so fucking funny. And I'm like, there are so many funny people in this industry that really deserve some attention on a huge level like that. So it's nice when, like, we get that and the big spotlight's on us.
0: It's not just all sexual gratification.
1: No, it's we're also doing comedy here, so...
0: Leroy Myers is one of the funniest people I know.
1: Right. I've never gotten to work for him, and I've always wanted to. And it's like he never booked me.
0: Correct. I don't know if Wood Rockets shooting anything. Not just, even
1: porn, just like for the Ask a Porn Star stuff. I have never. Leroy, what are you doing? I would love to be a part of it, <laughs> if you'll have me.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll slide into his DMs for you.
1: Thank you. If not, it's no sweat off my back, but I would like to be a part of it.
0: But, yeah, there are some real talents. Not everyone ended up here because they're just a degenerate.
1: No, in fact, it's interesting because you think about, like, the reasons that people have and you're never going to find, like, two of the exact same reason for someone to get into this industry. It's a very special, interesting type of person. And a lot of people do have trauma. And I hate the association that like, oh, you know, you have to have some type of like fucked up sexual abuse history to want to be so like careless with your life. And I'm like, a lot of people do have that abuse history. And that has just made them, one, not give a fuck what people think and just I need to live my life for me and be happy or I'm going to kill myself and die. And two, yeah, it happens that sometimes when you're exposed to sexuality at a young age, you... Are more open to sexuality in your life. That's a thing that happens. That doesn't mean that it's not like wrong or dirty. Once you're an adult, you can't control how you feel about your sexuality. If you want, if you're hypersexual, you want to be open. Like it is what it is. I don't think, you know, I've had stuff that went on in my childhood that I don't want to think about or like thinking about. And I don't, it makes me uncomfortable that people would like be like, oh, well, if they found that out, they'd be like, oh, well, that makes sense that she's in this industry.
0: Yeah, but at the end of the day, your local post office is probably filled with the same percentage of people dealing with similar traumas.
1: It's like, and even if it is like a higher percent of people with issues like that get into sex work, so fucking what? Like, who cares? It just is what it is. I think a lot of sociopaths work in the stock market because they don't care about fucking people over. That's just People with sexual trauma want to do a job that is sexually freeing. That's not a coincidence, and that's totally normal and understandable. Yeah,
0: sociopaths become CEOs of Fortune 500 companies.
1: Right, because you got to – look, when you're a billionaire, you stepped on some people, and you fucking crushed some souls, And I firmly believe that you cannot ethically become a billionaire. Like you hurt at least one human being's life on your way up there.
0: Well, thankfully, one of them just hurt Jeff Bezos.
1: Right. (laughs) It's like when billionaires hurt each other. I'm okay with that. Like instead of having pedophiles fight to the death, we should have billionaires do it. But then they're allowed to build like a a robot or something. (laughs) Well,
0: I feel like they should be able to field their private armies first, let their armies fight, and then the generals fight at the end.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. We need that one on one at the end. At least it'll be like you know, like a boxing match, and there's like the multiple, and then the big fight at the end. We need to see that Bezos, Elon Musk duel. And I don't. know. I think who's... that
0: would be the most boring boxing match ever.
1: Not okay. Not, not boxing. I don't want to. I don't want to see either of them shirtless. To be frank with you, I mean,
0: it'd be pretty blindingly white.
1: Very white, very pasty. They're both very pale and pasty. Like
0: I know you guys can afford a tanning bed.
1: I feel like they're so rich they don't even care, or maybe they want to look like these vampires because it's like more, more mysterious. And Elon definitely. I don't know about Bezos. I know Elon definitely wants to be like this cool, like social media figure. Like he's such a meme lord. He's like an edge lord. He thinks he's so fucking cool. Did
0: you ever read the article about his divorce with his first ex-wife?
1: <laughs> I i know something about it i forgot the exact situation didn't he like leave her or something
0: uh he basically gave her an ultimatum after three sessions of couples therapy
1: oh yeah and he was like
0: and when she's like no nah, i'm not cool with our situation he divorced her the next day yeah what was wild to me was like and, and they, have her kids, right? five. they have kids right they
1: have five kids together holy fuck i know he has two kids with but Grimes, Grimes.
0: Who, who he won't even support her career
1: no, but also, like, if I was her, I would not want him publicly supporting my career. I think she's totally fine with just being rich. I mean, she talked
0: a lot of shit about him not financing one of her albums.
1: Oh, oh not financing. Oh, poor you. You need to find your financing for your album from somewhere else, not from your billionaire baby daddy.
0: I don't know. I think that shows he's pretty shitty. He if, doesn't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. Like, if I if I was a 100000 era, and my significant other wanted to wanted do something to do creative... It. I would
1: pay. Yeah. yeah. Well, he could easily pay, but... Yeah, the I guess, fact that he won't. It's look, a character thing. I mean, I guess, yeah, he's just a dick. But also, like, she had another kid with him. They're not together right now, but they have, like, a newborn baby.
0: Yeah, they have two math problems together.
1: They literally had another... And nobody even... I don't think she was even going to be public about the second baby. The only reason that people found out is she was being interviewed in their home or something, or in her home, and the reporter heard a baby crying upstairs and then heard Elon's voice talking to the baby. So they figured out, and they were like, Grimes, do you have another baby with Elon? And she was like trying to avoid the question. She got nervous or something. I was like, dude, the baby was at home. You knew they were going to find out. It's like a soft launch on a baby. (laughs) Like Just like, let's just test the waters and see, you know, how it's received.
0: It's just wild to I me. Mean, like,
1: <laughs> Social media is weird.
0: It is. It is. It's one of the best and worst things to ever happen to humanity.
1: Agreed. I would usually lean towards worst, just because it like it's showing the worst sides of people, and it's showing so much of people that I start to hate. I don't think we as human beings were ever meant to see so much of each other. Fuck no, we're we weren't. We're just supposed to see like the good parts that people want to present. In person, because in person is a very different story than how you present online. And you're just supposed to see your neighbor, say hi. If you want to talk to someone, either phone them up, dial a phone, or walk over to their house. Not tweet at them, not DM. Like you can have a whole relationship just through DMs nowadays and like FaceTime. It's not normal behavior. It is what it is, though.
0: It's becoming normal behavior. It's becoming how societies work.
1: It is. And it's like, that's scary because I feel like in-person interaction is just not the fact that people are still doing these fucking zoom meetings and podcasts. Like I get it's certain times for meetings. It's convenient, but like when it comes to like, like entertainment and you're just choosing to do it over zoom during COVID, I get it. We didn't have a choice, but, and you're still doing it over zoom now. I just don't get that.
0: So pre pandemic, I, did a grand total of like two remote shows ever. And after doing two of them went, nope, never doing this again.
1: Yeah. They suck.
0: The, the energy's off. It sucks. What is part of this show is us interacting, us like eye contact, eye contact, you know, reacting to the body language, all that fun shit, drinking. If you know, people want to drink getting silly. It's, it's all lost over fucking zoom and Skype. Right. It's,
1: it's not real. It's like, okay. If that's the only option, then we'll go with that like worst case scenario. And it COVID was COVID 2020 was the worst case scenario. Like anything that could have gone wrong went wrong and it was just so bad. Now, like I genuinely think we're in a better place. Festivals and concerts are happening with no masks. Planes don't require masks. I just think that we need to eliminate Zoom. We don't need Zoom. Hey,
0: I'm I'm a okay with bullshit meetings still being over Zoom.
1: Right. Well, we need to just eliminate Zoom when it's not necessary.
0: I wholeheartedly agree. it's Not agree.
1: convenient, you know.
0: I wholeheartedly agree. I I am very much back on the if you're not going to be in L. A. and you're not sitting across the table from me, you're not doing the show.
1: Right. And I I appreciate that it's in person because I enjoy interacting with people in person i think conversations are just better in person
0: where else in modern life do you have a two-hour conversation with someone neither one of us have looked at our fucking phones the only reason i've been on the right. internet was to research shit we were talking about
1: right it's rare and like i find that either when i'm listening to a good podcast or watching like a movie or something or when i'm talking to someone in this way and i don't want any distraction we practicing driving is when I ter- shut my phone off and I'm like, I just need a break. And it's such a nice break. And then, you know, I get sucked right back in as soon as I go back. But it's just nice to have like that break for however long, however long it's been. It feels like it's been like an hour or two, maybe. Oh, we're over two hours. Awesome! Yeah, This has been such a good conversation. We're
0: actually gonna wrap in this motherfucker. We're gonna call last call, and get you out of here because I know you got to work in the morning.
1: I do, but and i hate to make you look not for your too early. Call time. I'm a very no. I would never be late to my call time, but I'm a very early riser. So when I go home, I'm just gonna remove my makeup and uh, smoke and go to bed, and then probably wake up at like six or seven at the latest. <laughs> That's just my internal body. You're a better
0: person than me. I probably won't go to bed till 4 a.m.
1: That's insane to me. Like I get such bad anxiety if I'm awake to like one past one. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be awake because I can lay awake all night. I have really bad insomnia. So I need to do my routine where I like get really high, drift to sleep, fall asleep on the couch, wake up at any random time, then immediately go to my bed and sleep again. I have to do it that way or else I could. If I look at my phone, I shut my phone off at night. I don't look at it. Because if I do look at it, I won't sleep the whole night.
0: Doom scrolling is real.
1: Too real. A little too real.
0: Well, on that note, let's call last call on this motherfucker. Let's get you out of here, Jane.
1: Thank you so much. This was such a fucking blast.
0: It was a pleasure. Where can they find you on the things?
1: Um, so my Twitter account is Jane Wild Triple X. It might be shadow banned, so you might have to type the whole word, but it's the account with a large amount of followers. Um, my Instagram is backup okay, letters okay, Jane. Um, my YouTube is just youtube.com slash Jane Wild XO have like eight videos uploaded uploading like about once per week if i can and my only fans if you find all the other stuff you'll you'll be able to find my only fans quite easily so we'll leave it at that
0: hell yeah hell yeah and slide into leroy Myers dms be like yes. get jane on ask a porn star
1: get jane because i want to talk i have a lot of interesting tidbits tidbits
0: and as always you can find me at matt underscore slayer on twitter matt slayer on instagram matt f slayer on facebook twitch.tv slash matt f and slayer you can go to the patreon and support this show at patreon.com slash matt slayer and you can find the podcast and now we drink on twitter and now we drink underscore on instagram and until next week drink up motherfuckers
1: drink up
0: and we managed to go two hours without me asking jane how things fit in her butthole because it seems like every right. other interview does
1: everybody needs to know and the answer is i have no fucking idea <laughs>